Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Random Tale Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today is episode 45 and it is our E3 episode. We're calling it E3 2013 Direct Response because we are giving a direct response to the Nintendo Direct that just happened within the last 24 hours. Um, we're recording this late Tuesday night. This will be up first thing Wednesday for you to listen to. So we're doing as quick of a turnaround as we can here. And there's a lot of news to cover. Not a lot of surprises, but a lot of news. So what we're going to do is... In this, <laughs> I almost spilled my water all over myself. That's how much news there is. That would be good. That would have been really bad because my computer's right here. But no, what we're gonna do is this bonus episode. Normally, we won't have one until Sunday, but this one we're gonna dedicate to Nintendo Direct, the Pokemon XY Roundtable. We're gonna be covering all that. It's the first party E3 coverage. Then come Sunday on the 16th, we'll have our normal episode. We'll catch up with the news we missed. We'll look at third-party news, and we'll have impressions of some of the biggest games that will be at E3 for the Wii. So. I guess we should kick things off. It's there's a lot of cover, a lot of cool news, a lot of cool stuff. So, um, yeah, Nintendo Direct. It was bright and early at 7 a.m. Pacific time. I don't think I've had to get up that early in a very long time. I didn't get but, to watch the whole thing right away. Yeah, you'd go to work, right? But um, and they had some major technical difficulties actually. Like the stream was horrible for like I don't the first know, from 10 what I did get to see, I had to watch the Japanese stream. I watched the UK stream. Why didn't I watch the? Well, oh no, I tried, but it. It didn't work either. Yeah, the thing with you know, generally speaking, this year's Nintendo Direct was interesting because they they really played it safe. There were no real surprises this year. Like everything they either announced in advance, in advance, not advanced, or you could see coming from like a mile away. Like the only thing they didn't we didn't know was going to be there that was truly like oh okay was Donkey Kong. And that's definitely playing it safe. Yeah, that's playing it super safe. Like there's so many rumors that uh, Retro who's doing. Given yeah. the Wii situation, I think they had to make sure. Okay, we have to get things out that will make money and not experiment. Yeah, they so, needed yeah. their surefire hits definitely. But um, so, I mean, and we can't really blame them. They've been doing these press conference or these Nintendo directs, I should say, like every month. So if they announce in January they're gonna Mario Mario Kart Smash Bros at E3, when E3 rolls around, you can't go. Where's the game you didn't tell us about? Because normally we wouldn't know any of those. Like if you. If Nintendo just showed up to E3 and said, hey guys, here's Mario, Mario Kart, Smash Bros, Donkey Kong, and all these other games, people would be like, whoa. But we knew. That's what the disappoint. Everyone just wanted... Everyone's like, oh, what's that big secret? And they, they just didn't have one. And even then, like, just telling us the games that they were going to talk about that we didn't know anything about really helped me get really hyped. Like, oh man, like, how's like the 3D Mario going to be? How's the yeah. Mario going to be? What is yeah. It? Actually, well, I had a feeling Mario was going to be what it is mm-hmm. announced, but just I was really curious about the graphics. Right, and right. And if it would actually look... Next gen, and yeah, kind of and we're of course gonna get to all those games. Yeah. But first, just what do you think of the direct itself? The actual normally what Nintendo does, as we are all well aware, is they have this elaborate uh, press conference, much like Microsoft and Sony did this year, where they have this you know bombastic sound, all like twenty thousand screens everywhere, all showing stuff. Reggie up there saying he's a purple Pikmin and his body's ready, and they didn't have that this year. I there was stuff I really liked about it. It felt mm-hmm. a lot faster, just like yeah. like bam, game, game, game. But then yeah. I kind of miss the crowd reactions. Yeah, me too. I I think it, I think it's great that they were able to condense what was what over an hour usually of press conference material into a very concise thirty eight minutes or so, yeah. which is like here's a game. And literally, all Iwata said Nintendo's global presence to Iwata, all he said between games was now take a look at this, now look at this. It was just like go 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 go. So it was really great to have all that so quickly. And they showed full trailers and then they explained the trailer. Like, that was good. But I do miss, and this sounds weird to say about video games. I miss the pageantry of it all. Like, I miss the, like, spectacle and the, like, virtual fireworks of Nintendo Land or, like, the when Miyamo conducted an orchestra with a Wiimote, except the orchestra was actually techno music and it was Excite Truck. But, you know, I miss all that. No, so. it was, um... Super Mario Bros. Remember Wii Music? 
everything. No, well, first what they did, they he came out. He came out to. Um, I think he conducted Zelda music, or something, or Mario music, or some or some real orchestrated music to Wii music. But they didn't show Wii music. They just showed him conducting. Then he spun around, and they showed Red Steel and Excite Truck on the screen, and he was oh, conducting. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking of when there were had the whole. A bunch of people. Doing oh no, music not on that! Stage. With Ravi Drums, the awesome drummer yeah. who just <laughs> waved around like an idiot. No, uh, <laughs> but yeah, overall, I mean, I guess the Nintendo Direct works, but there were a lot of people. I saw a lot of people on Twitter who had trouble, trouble, <laughs> trouble or problems with the feed. There were a lot of people who didn't know where it was. When I went to e3.nintendo.com at one minute to seven, right before it was about to go live, there was no indication that's where it was. It took me forever to find it. Like I ended up going to their Facebook I know, page. Loading and, forever. And then it was in a refresh. So, yeah. Long story short, if Nintendo wants to do it this way and shut out other providers, because normally Spike would have a feed, IGN would have a feed, normally everyone would have a feed, but if they want to be the sole source, they need to make sure their feed is perfect. And I mean, I guess Ustream's kind of to blame, but still. Of course, what really matters is the games. And even if the stream was lagging, the games were there, and the games were quite a blowout. So I think we should probably... I mean, how could we not talk about the biggest one of the bunch first, right? Smash Brothers. Yes, yeah, Super yeah. Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Presumably, it will have a real name at some point. But uh, right now, I've seen it called both that. And I think in Nintendo's press material, they just call it Smash Bros. 4. So, the new Smash Bros. It's, uh, like, as the name indicates, it's coming to Wii U and 3DS. Each is going to have its own unique look. So, on the Wii U, they're going full HD... Uh, they're focusing on pastel colors, so it's going to be a little more, like, vibrant than Brawl, which was kind of, like, they kind of went a little more realistic with Brawl, so it's, like, subdued hues and whatnot. It's a lot more watercolor. Yeah, this one's a lot more colorful. And, uh, not like the other one wasn't, but just, well, yeah. yeah. And the 3DS one, actually more interested in the look of the 3DS one, just because, like, Brawl, or the Wii U one looks like Brawl, that's what I expected, it's an HD Brawl. But the 3DS one, they kind of went in a different direction, it's like, you have full 3D worlds that look kind of like Melee. But then you have semi-cell-shaded characters on top of it. Is that the characters look almost identical to what they look like in Brawl, like Mario? Yeah, they just, have a, they just have like a weird like little cell-shaded filter or something. They just look like more watercolory even than... <laughs> like, I don't know how better to describe it, but they, and they have this really noticeable black outline around them. Specifically because... Of, um, yeah. Ninja Turtle Smash-Up? Yeah, with they, the glow. They, Yeah, they had a watercolor just because of the so you could tell where your character is. Yeah, well, that's exactly... But these are all black. So, yeah, and that's exactly the reason they're doing so, it. So it almost made it look like, I mean, in Smash Up, like, since they were all different colors, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so I could tell which one's player one, player two, player three, player four. But all the outlines on the 3DS version, they were just black outlines. Yeah. So if anything, it just made the characters look like they were green screened on. It made them look like, to me, it made it look like they pop out. Yeah, like green screen. Oh, kind of. I, yeah. But almost in, like, a good way. Like, in the sense that, like, you can easily see them versus the background. Because they didn't skimp on the backgrounds. The backgrounds are as busy as ever. So, like, it's good that they have that divide. And the director of the game, uh, Masahiro Sakurai, um, yeah. I think that's how you say his first name, no, Sakurai's right, uh, he was specifically saying, yeah, the black line is only there because, you know, in Smash Bros, the camera goes way back. Yeah, and on a small screen. Yeah, so you uh, need to be able to easily see it. So, um, what was shown, well, first of all, the trailer, they always do such amazing trailers for Smash Brothers. I love the trailers. Yeah, like, this yeah, one is yeah. so great, like how, I really, for a second, I missed the part where they showed the Smash Bros symbol at the very beginning of the trailer, so all I saw was HD Animal Crossing, and I was like, wait, what? Like, why is this here? <laughs> Wait, wait, Animal, New Leaf just came out like three days ago. Why are they already doing this? And then I saw the emblem for Smash Bros. on his letter. Like, how great is that? Like, a guy gets a letter from the Smash Bros. people and he goes off and joins the game. Yeah, apparently that's how it's done. Yeah, apparently. But no, I, I, they always have such great trailers for Smash Bros. And then the Mega Man reveal, that was good. Oh, man, but, that was yeah. crazy. It's funny how, like, Nintendo has shown, like, Mega Man. Like, more love in this one 
trailer. Yeah, seriously. And Capcom has shown Mega Man in like. Yeah, there's way more Mega Man fan service in this like in in today like coverage of E3 than in the last two years from Capcom. Like when like when Mega Man was like announced to come out in Street Fighter Cross Tech, and I'm sure people imagine this Mega Man or X. Yeah, not, not chubby, not um like chubby the late, not later years Mega Man. Yeah, not uh, obese Mega Man. I will say. Uh, Capcom is cashing in on this. They released Mega Man, I believe, two through six on all, like all four of them, on Wii U Virtual Console today to tie in. What? I think I read that somewhere. I may be wrong. It's already out. I may be wrong. I could have sworn I saw that somewhere. I swear I got some of the eShop today and I didn't even see that. Oh, then maybe not. Maybe. I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. But um, what what? So the trailer was cool, and they showed a little gameplay in the trailer and um, for the press at the software showcase this morning. Instead of press conference, we had the direct, and the press got to go hang out with Miyamoto and company at the booth. And, um, you know, it's definitely a teaser what they're showing. Like, there's no doubt that we there's way more we don't know. Yeah, I mean, Smash Bros. is always... That's how Smash Bros. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what we do know is um, it doesn't stray far from its roots. Contrary to rumors and contrary to what Sakurai supposedly said in the press, it is, at least what we've seen, it looks like Smash Bros. There's There's no radical new changes. Even though Namco Namco Bandai is now developing, it looks the same as Brawl in terms of format. You're still fighting on 2D plane. You're still knocking people off stages. There's still final smashes. That's all in there. Unchanged. Even the way the characters move looked identical to Brawl. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of... Yeah. Honestly, it lot looked of, like Brawl. A lot, of the <laughs> an, a lot of the animations were completely unchanged. Like, the... the, the, the Mario's the, Flood move is exactly the same. No, well, His I mean, water gun. Yeah, but also, like, they're just... They're standby animations. Like, oh, yeah, they're like, a little, like, moving in place. Yeah, like, and, they yeah. were identical. Like, yeah. Identical. And it makes me wonder. And I stared at those things like for a long time. Like, right, bro, right. Like, no, yeah, no. it makes me wonder like how much they're actually changing. I mean, they even even the characters so far are pretty much the same. I mean, obviously they're not going to take out any mainstays, but they have already I mean, confirmed. Yeah, I mean, how I mean, how can you make Kirby look better? Yeah. How can you make yeah. any of those? I'm not, oh, I just yeah, better? but I just meant they've already confirmed uh, Mario, Donkey Kong, Pit. Although Pit's now the uprising design, Samus, who now looks like her other M version, opposed to. Yeah. Uh, Super, Super Metroid, Metroid yeah. um, Link, Pikachu, Kirby, Fox, and Bowser, who I guess got his back problem fixed. He stands <laughs> up straight, <laughs> but um, which surprisingly has a lot of alterations with him. Like I was watching Bowser, the... probably Samus looks different, but Bowser is probably the most different. Like Samus physically looks different, but acts the same from what I could tell. But Bowser looks like the biggest change. In the yeah, he, he has a lot of new moves, just like from the little. The tiny bits of gameplay they showed, like, he has, like, yeah. this drop kick, and... Oh, yeah, I he, saw that. And he's the just, sideways kick, right? Yeah, and he seems to, like, run a lot faster, or he could, like, pick up... Because, I mean, before he would have to, like, slide across the ground, it yeah. looked like sliding, it was weird. Yeah, it was, like, some weird, like... It was, like, he's on a bobsled that didn't exist or something Yeah, and he still has, like, yeah. this crazy cool grab that he got in Brawl, and... Right. I don't know, I'm really hoping they make Bowser a much better fighter, because... He, I mean, he's always been my favorite character, yeah. and I always stick with him. I stuck with him, like, for all these years with, with Brawl, but he was never... You can only get so good with them and still get yeah. beat up by yeah. anybody. So. It's interesting to me that... Not anybody, I mean... Obviously, yeah, well, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's interesting to me that Bowser's actually a good embodiment of the whole more pastel look. Like, he is noticeably yeah, he looks, brighter yeah, and more he, colorful. He looks more like, like a traditional Mario game and less like how he was in Brawl, where he looked menacing and, like, fierce. Yeah, and but, in Melee, he looked... In Melee, evil. Was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Melee is, like, something totally different. But um, new characters. We already mentioned Mega Man, but there are also two Nintendo Oh, Nintendo Zone, they're coming. Uh, the villager from Animal Crossing, hence the intro. And the trainer lady from Wii Fit. Because, you know, when people are like, I want blah, 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 and blah, 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 and Smash Bros, 
Sakurai responds with, I'm going to give you the Wii Fit trainer instead. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, first of all, she had the best introduction. They showed her at the software showcase. Great. Yeah, great. it was, uh, you see Link, if you haven't seen it, check it out. There's a link to Nintendo's E3 website on our episode, on this episode. But, um, oh, which reminds me, for, uh, if you made it this far without going, huh, I don't care about this. We know there's a ton of games to cover, so we have timestamps, as we always do, for every single game on the blog post that corresponds to this at ramtown.com. So you can easily decide which games you want to hear about or hear analysis about. So just putting that out there. But we also have links to Nintendo's E3 site, to the Nintendo Direct, to all the game pages, so you can find this trailer. But it's uh, Mario, Link, and Kirby doing yoga, and then, I'm not going to ruin it too much, but we, we Fit Trainer Lady shows up and surprises them. So it, it's, it's clever. Once again, a good example of how clever their trailers are. But, um... It's one of those characters that I thought when it was announced, well, when I heard about yeah. it, it was like, like, oh, really? But then when I saw the trailer, it made me really excited about it. The second I heard about it, I just laughed. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, that's so great. Like, I didn't even care if it wasn't a good character. Just the yeah, concept yeah, yeah. is amazing. But uh, we oh, do... Man, though, but, yeah. um, it looks like an interesting character, too. It's, like, very melee. And it looks yes, like it has, like, one yes. projectile. Yeah. What I've seen, but, yeah. Yeah. Actually, speaking of projectiles, we do know a bit about each character's moveset, courtesy of a developer interview video, Nintendo Pro. That's awesome. I guess like that they're doing that for each game. Yeah. Yeah. They did yeah. similar stuff in past years, but not in that depth. They didn't reveal new information like that. It would just be like, we made a Mario game because we like Mario, but now it's like we made this Mario game and look at this feature. Like, I don't know. The like, I didn't think we get this better. much like in-depth gameplay for Smash Brothers. Like, yeah. Today. It was surprising. And even then, it's still such a tease. Like we know so little, even though we know so much. Like listen to how much we know about the characters. So the villager. From Animal Crossing, who literally is called Villager, he can uh, he's got because he collects items in the, in Animal Crossing, he's has a mismatched set of items in the game. So he has a he can use a sapling as an item. He has a slingshot. He can shoot a firework. He can pull weeds out of the ground. He can put items and projectiles into his pocket so he can catch an enemy's projectile, put it in his pocket, and throw it back at them later. That's you can only, you only have room for one at a time though, but you can do it. Uh, and he also has a giant tree that pops up that he can axe down to hit into opponent. I'm not sure if that's his final smash or not. It's kind of hard to say. But they show a tree. They show him whacking it with an axe. And it just smashes into whoever's next to it. So that's kind of cool. And then Mega Man is actually one of the more complicated ones in terms of I know. The way moves. they pulled them off I think was really, really cool. Yeah, they, they aren't doing kicks oh. and punches for him. Right? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because he he doesn't have hands normally. I mean, I guess. But <laughs> he has blasters. But um, So what they're doing is they're basing him on his NES iteration. Old, childish, 8-bit one. And he will use not only his Mega Buster Cannon, but he can also borrow the moves of classic, you know, Mega Man Robot Masters, like all the bad guys. So he has, like, Cutman's, uh, Blades, he, yeah, Blades. He has, uh, Leafman, is that his name? Grassman, Leafman, he has, like, a spinning leaf attack. Oh, yeah, he, like, sure all these different moves. And then, like, even his, just, like, his, you know, his typical, like, punches and kicks are replaced with, like, things that are either drawing on things he does with his Mega Blaster or other robot just, masters like nothing is he has no like hand-to-hand combat whatsoever i think he has like one hand-to-hand move and his slide and yeah his, his slide and the shoryuken thing right right and he also has his dog rush who uh you know those moves it's usually up b the movie yeah, where it's, it's definitely is up b the spring yeah it's a springy rush yeah and rush like comes out and like boosts him in the air comes and in and runs rush. away rush being his awesome robot dog for those who aren't uh very knowledgeable about classic mega man yeah, so many nice little details with him. Like, I was watching um someone, like, it was, like, a video where they, like, slow-moded and just, like, yeah. talked about the character and they were pointing. And there's something I didn't even know, because I'm not that big of a Mega Man fan. Right. But right. I could still appreciate how much they actually put into this character. Yeah, they put a lot of thought into it. Like, I mean, like, when he gets hit, he does the, the stutter thing that Mega Man does when he gets right, hit in the right. game. And, um, and when he dies, he does the little explosion into yeah. bits, like, in Mega Man. 
But um, it's kind of funny that he made it into this one and not Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah, well, Capcom hates him. Nintendo loves him. <laughs> uh, the third character is Wii Fit Trainer, as we mentioned, who has... I like Wii Fit Trainer's movesets. It's literally all the, like, fitness moves in Wii Fit. Like, just yeah. as attacks. Like, there's aerobic moves, there's yoga moves, there's stre- stretches, twirls. There seems to be this hula hoop spin jump thing where she's, like, spinning through hula hoops. Always maintaining perfect posture. Exactly. what's needed for Her final game. smash is my absolute favorite, though. In, I think it was Wii Fit Plus. It might be Wii Fit Original, but the box art had silhouettes of the female trainer just doing various poses. So what they did is they took those silhouettes, made them multicolored, and shoot them at people. Like, they literally <laughs> just took box art and threw it at people as weaponry. Like, uh, I love Smash Bros. So, um, stage-wise, that's characters, but stage-wise, uh, 3DS footage that they showed had some pretty awesome stages, I thought. I really liked the Spirit Track stage. Link is driving oh, his train, really cool. and they're fighting in the I mean, train. just the fact that it kept, like, the... The exact same graphical style? Yeah, yeah. I it was mean, a little updated, but not by much. Link yeah. looked the same, but the train looked better. Oh, yeah, yeah, Link. I mean, yeah. when they had, like, Santa standing next to him, like, it just looked I wonder of, if that means no Toon Link in the new one, because Toon Link is on the train. Well, technically, that's, um... It's still Toon Link. I remember... It's, it's DS Link. Because <laughs> I know that Link and that Zelda aren't the same one from... No, they like, are. Us. It takes place, like, 100 years later or something. Like oh, that. that's right. You're They're, right. like, their... Right, right, right. It's Phantom Hourglass. It's the same as So they could still do it, but... I, wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if they update those, yeah. the young link to whatever. Yeah, but I love that stage. And, like, the train's going by in 2D, so you're coming in and out of the cabins, and there's windows that you can see some of the action. It's cool. And then they also have a, what looked like Donkey Kong Island. I saw it. was really quick. It just shows them launching out of a tropical-looking thing with a lot of stone sculptures. Wait, it looked kind of like Is, is that the Island. one that I'm thinking of? I, I thought that was Gerudo Valley. No, not that one. Different one. Oh, I don't know. It's uh, I, it was literally a split second. I like watched the trailer a few times to make sure I didn't miss any stages. It, you see this like circular emblem that looks kind of like you know the stuff from Donkey Kong Country Returns, and you see like only the bottom half of it, and someone launches into the air and you just see him go up above like a couple rows of dirt and then a bunch of trees, like oh. Donkey Kong trees. Oh, then yeah. And then they also had a Nintendo. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And they had a yeah. Nintendo like play play area where you're like fighting in the room that the Nintendo lives in with like his toys as part of the stage, like the blocks and stuff, and you're, like little miniature people. We definitely need more golden retrievers. So yeah. yeah. And on the uh, Wii U version, they showed some. Uh, they showed a boxing arena, probably Punch Out. I would guess. Maybe, yeah. Or, or that just might be their new... Generic. The new generic arena stage. Because I remember on the back it said, like, Smash Bros. Because I know um, right. in Brawl, they had that stadium that wasn't, right. that wasn't Pokemon Stadium, but right. it was just a stadium. So that's probably that. Because, I mean, right. if they're going to make a story mode, this, this is probably where, like, the intro is going to take place or right. something. So. Right, And then they have uh, Skylar. But it looks cool. It I don't know, the characters look really good in that stage for some reason. It's the lighting. It yeah, has the lighting. Sign, they have, that, like, new dynamic lighting or something. Like oh, yeah, the yeah but like they really noticeably good. look way better. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Doctor Doctor Wily's lab from Mega Man. Oh yeah. Uh, Skyloft from Skyward Sword. Uh, a Animal Crossing stage, a lot like brawls, but they replaced the backdrop with uh, city folks town square. Yep. Yeah. So th- that's just a peek at. It. And according to Sakurai, in those developer interviews, he was saying that um, they're splitting the stages. The 3DS game, there will be overlap. There will be some stages in both. The generic like battlefield stage was shown in both. But um, they're splitting it so the 3DS version is going to have handheld-oriented state game-based stages, and the Wii U version will have stages more based on home console games, which is kind of a clever yeah, tie-in. Yeah, and both gives you another makes it a little easier to accept that you have to buy both. Yeah, exactly. And both uh, Sonic Generations did like the yeah. 3DS version. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that you got handheld Sonic levels. Right, right. Games. It was different, but it was the same kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and both games are going to have the same number of characters. But he did not say the same characters. He said the same number of characters. So take that as you will. I hope Rob comes back. He was my main. Yeah, I I like Rob just because robots, but um, <laughs> but yeah, Smash Bros. I hope they don't rob me of him. But um, 
Yeah. Anyway, Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS, as it's currently known, will be out not till 2014. But much like Brawl, Nintendo's going to be uh, making very frequent updates to SmashBros.com. They're bringing back the dojo, although they're not calling it the dojo this time. And they're also adding a Smash Bros. Miiverse community, which went live today. And Sakurai promises he will be taking screenshots from his desk every day, five days a week. So I guess every week, work day. Um, and posting them. So it'll be a constant stream of new screenshots and a prior build characters that way. And I don't know. I'll, I'll just say I'm item. super, 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 super excited for Smash Bros. I love Smash Bros. You and me played it so much in college. Like, that was college. That was like the that game was that college. almost never left the Wii. Seriously. I'm really, but, but with that said, I am really curious to see what Sakurai and his team are going to do to differentiate it. Because yeah. right now it literally is just brawl. Because as much as we loved it too, we played it so much that I haven't, so much. I haven't touched it. In almost a year. Yeah, I haven't played it in a long time. I mean, I might have been playing it if I had more people right. wanted to play it, but right. the same thing, like, everyone that Everyone's I... burned out, yeah. But that yeah. could be us personally, but still, like, he was promising these big revolutionary changes. It looks the same right now. It looks great. Mega Man's awesome. Yeah, sometimes a new but character... I mean... You need a little more than that, in my opinion. Just a little. Just a smidge. Just, like, a fancier single-player mode or something. I don't know. Just a little something. But Maybe they changed like half the roster. I wouldn't even, honestly. I wouldn't mind if they get rid of like half the roster and just give us brand new characters. I'd be cool with that, as long as I don't get rid of my favorite Marth. Oh, he'll probably be like Fire no Marth will be there because Awakening. Be yeah, because yeah. Fire Emblem Awakening did so well. But uh, yeah, that's Smash Bros. Uh, we should probably switch over to a game that's coming out this year, opposed to next year, which is Super Mario 3D World. Now. Nintendo did promise. Um, they, they didn't lie. They promised a while ago that we're getting a 3D Mario game, and they did deliver that promise. Everyone ins- assumed that meant a Mario Galaxy style, Mario 64 style, like a you know a big 3D expansive game. That's what but I what, thought. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That's what we talked about before. But what Nintendo did was they took a legitimately 100% true to the word 3D Mario game, Mario Land, 3D Super Mario 3D Land for the 3DS, and they essentially made a sequel. For the Wii. I wonder if that for the Wii U. To anybody. Caught what? I wonder if like, that occurred to anybody. That they technically weren't lying. I'm sure someone thought of it, yeah. Like, someone must have realized that when they said 3D Mario, they meant Mario 3D. Because, I mean, how else would you describe it? Like, yeah. a free. Isometric world. Mario platformer, it's 3D and it's 2D. I don't know, there is no way to describe it. But, um, yeah, so it's the same basic format as Mario 3D Land, but it's in HD, it supports four players, and it's kind of like this weird mishmash of all these different Mario concepts. So, the biggest thing is that it supports multiplayer. It's actually the first time since Super Mario Bros. 2 that each playable character is going to have their own abilities. So Mario will be Mario, Luigi can jump extra high, Peach can hover jump just like in Mario 2, and Toad can run extra fast. And it's supposed to be the character for the expert gamers who want to speed run. Yeah. So that's cool. I like that they're no, that Like, back. literally, as a trailer went on for first, I was like, like oh, it's 3D Mario in, in, yeah. in HD. That's kind of cool. And then and it like, got, like, and, better and, and better. I like, whoa, wait, wait, is that Peach? Wait, multiplayer? Yeah. And then Cats. Yes, I was going to get to that. You to be Kitten Meow. Oh, that pun's so awful. <laughs> anyway, uh, first, before we get to Cats, uh, I was going to say multiplayer. Let's just finish off multiplayer real quick. Um, the emphasis on multiplayer is actually why we're getting 3D Mario World versus Mario Galaxy 3. According to the developer and producer who was speaking with IGN, when they were developing 3D Land for the 3DS, they specifically wanted to include multiplayer. That was one of their original goals. They didn't have the time, or they didn't have the processing power, or something. But now on the Wii U version, you're able to see that through. Well, so 3D Land was supposed to be multiplayer, but now they're like, well, we'll just do it in HD on the Wii U. Well, it's like we always say, like, Nintendo always goes back to visit all ideas. Yeah. I mean, they said from the very beginning that Super Mario 64, they wanted it to have, like, co-op. Yeah, and then they did eventually on the DS version. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, um, what was I going to say? Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Wait, it was... Well, no, it wasn't co-op exactly. It was competitive, but... Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but there was, there, it was, was multiplayer. multiplayer. I mean, it was multiplayer, yeah. Thank you for Yeah, and then, the, and then they said, oh, we always wanted the Super Mario Brothers series to have multiplayer. And, then and, new and now Super that Mario the power Brothers is yeah. there, we could do it. Yeah. Like, oh, same thing. Yep, so besi- and besides from uh, borrowing from Super Mario Brothers 2 back on the NES with the multiple characters thing, they're also... Um, the developers are promising to draw a whole bunch of different Mario games in. So... They're going to be including all these elaborate levels, like in Galaxy, like all the crazy, like super out there ideas. They're planning to bring those in. I noticed in the trailer they had one of those, like going down the water, like into the screen, kind of like the flying levels in Mario Galaxy Two, where you're on the bird and you kind of went into the screen. Oh yeah, and they had a, a wave riding one just like in Galaxy. Well, yeah. you were riding. Or yeah, I'm thinking of the, like wave a, one. the Yoshi dinosaur looking thing, the yeah. sea dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah, so they bring some of that in. They're bringing back uh, green stars, which in Galaxy you collected them to unlock special levels. I don't know if that's how it works this time. I know, in, in Galaxy... Isn't it? No, in, in Galaxy, it was just like an end game. Like, after you beat Galaxy 2, like, once, they tell you, like, oh, um, that's not the true ending. You oh, to, right, right. You have to go back to every single level and collect a green star just hidden somewhere. One per level, or...? Yeah, it was one per, like, stage, so there was, Now it's like, three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, now, for 3D World, it's, and Some uh, of them, you could find them, like, right in the beginning, or they yeah. just change it, but... Yeah, so I they guess... just replace it. They replaced, like, the golden coins with green stars, which were something Yeah, that's else, what I was about to say. I was about to say, star coins so. became green stars, but they probably act like green stars yeah. still. They're just oh, no, more no, of them, no, like, star oh, coins. No they, they, no, they act like star coins, but they're green stars for some right. reason. Yeah. Cause, like, they're, well, maybe they'll unlock them. Because they showed them, like, they're kind of in plain sight, and you can kind of just get them. Yeah. Or you could... Yeah, they're literally, have, like, star you coins. You have to kind of go out, out of your way to get yeah. them, but the green stars, they were... They were more hidden, I remember. Like, they kind of made a noise when you were near them mm-hmm. and you had to, like, hold on to them. But they would end the level. Right, And right. they were, like... See, these don't. You collect yeah. them as you go, yeah. And so, they're also borrowing from uh, New Super Mario Brothers in that when you're all playing together, the camera goes zoom in and out to accommodate everyone on screen. And if you die, you come back in a bubble. And you can grab and throw people, so... Yeah, it's just, in like... 3D. It's literally a combination of, like, every Mario game. But in terms of new content, you beat me to the punch with it. There's cats now. There's cats meow. <laughs> uh, much like the Tanuki Tale was perfect. Like, thank you. Much like the as was that. Much like the Tanuki Tale in uh, Mario 3D Land was like all over on the box in the game on the enemies everything. The Cat Tale is the big new thing in this one. It's on the logo. When they get powered up with it, they go. What's the sound they do? Like meow meow. Yeah, it's like it's like a wah wah sound, but it's a meow now. Um, like the character. Yeah, the character. Yeah, like Mario. Like you, it's not like Mario's voice. So you picture like Charles Martin. Yeah, the sound like, booze. Like, oh, we, we need a. No, no, no. Softer meow meow. Yeah. But um, the, the new cat thing, it's not just because everyone likes kittens. It's uh, you actually can run up walls with it, and you can climb the goalposts, so you don't need to jump to the top of the flag. If you have the cat uh, power up, you can just climb up to the top of the flag yeah, at so, the end of the level. It looks way more mobile. It looks really fun to use Yeah, it's, you're really pouncing. You're like running and pouncing. Yeah, you it's have like, like, a, on, you have like yeah. a skydive, and then... Yeah, well, not really a sky, well, like well, a like skydive. It's, like 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 it's a dive, Yeah, it's a dive. It's not cool. a skydive. Well, yeah, that implies you're jumping out of a plane or something. Well, you can only do it in the air. True. I mean, you jump, well, and then true. he dives directly down, like, at an angle. Yeah, it's, it's like a dive kick, except yeah, like, with your with, face. With your claws, yeah. <laughs> with your face. I don't know, but it looks really fun. Definitely, it does. one of the power... I was, I don't know, I was really excited about that. Just because the last two power-ups, I mean, Tanuki Tail and Squirrel Suit, I mean, they're yeah. different. And then before that, like, Propeller Mario, they're, yeah, they, they, more, they all control different, but they were all still the same. The same concept. Same. This is yeah. one of the more creative ones they've done in a very Yeah, long it just time. felt so different even yeah. though like oh it's just different and it looks funny and it's, it does yeah and they like, all it's meow like the penguin suit, it's like... and they meow but well my voice went really high there but um also beyond just will meowing, peter be all over this <laughs> probably to go back you skinned a bright pink cat peach because they're the color of the character kind of like mario's yellow is one of, yeah mario's is yellow but peaches is everyone everyone, everyone else messed 
Everyone else on matches them. So, so Peter's gonna say people are tie dyeing their cats and then wearing their skins. It's like no, he touched a, a magical bell that turned him into yeah a cat. Yeah, I don't get why the kind of like kind of like the other one. Like oh, he touched the leaf. Yeah. So, but beyond beyond the awesome cat suits, uh, EAD Tokyo is actually doing a couple other interesting things with uh, New Sumar. Wow, I said the wrong <laughs> name. Super Mario 3D World. Uh, one of them. So many Mario games. I know there are. One of them is that. They're actually letting people see inside the warp pipe for once. A big thing they're going to do now is warp pipe travel is controllable. Have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered what's in that warp pipe? Or wonder no what more. What does Mario do? Like, does he play on a 3DS? Does he... he doesn't have time. It's so quick. <laughs> it's a warp. But no, uh, they. God, that was lame. But uh, what was I going to say? No, they. Does uh, he reminisce on what he just did? Or... He doesn't have time. It's a warp. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's instant. Also a split second. Well, what he does now is he has more time because you actually control what happens in there. There's branching paths. There's little side tracks you could go down. There's enemies you have to avoid. There's items you can grab. There's coins you can grab. There's enemies you can attack. All that you're controlling by like flicking the stick in different directions. Well, more like you're, you're just, not really attacking you're, enemies. You're dodging the enemies. Yeah, you're yeah. just picking paths. He'll go. He'll travel automatically. Yeah, you can't control and you just the pick a path. Anything. Yeah, but there are enemies, and I think if you have the right power up, because I, I read somewhere the you can. Seems to be what like the. Yeah, I read somewhere that you can actually attack enemies in the pipe. I guess if you have, a I know you could throw up. fireballs. Yeah, there we go. I don't know if you yeah. could throw them while you're in the pipe. I know you could throw them in advance and then the right. fireballs will travel. Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, so that's something new, and that's gonna mean a lot more. Like, I don't even know. Uh, it's gonna be different. Gameplay? It's gonna be different. Yeah. And then they're also using the gamepad's touchscreen in a couple different ways, since it is on the Wii U after all. Um, you can freeze enemies or moving platforms just by putting your finger on them. Or you can uh, reveal hidden platforms. If something looks a little suspicious, if you rub it, it will appear. Someone's going to twist that into something very inappropriate. But, <laughs> but no, that's, that's essentially so how it works. nothing revolutionary, just like, oh, just well, the, touch, the touch screen is there. Yeah. You can stop the platforms from moving that kind of... Yeah, yeah. Thing. And um, they're also going to let you tilt the controller to move the camera, which is actually kind of cool. And it kind of addresses an issue of if 3D Land relied on the 3D effect on the 3DS a bit to do like some of the mini platforming puzzles like to see behind things you need the 3D to see the depth obviously the Wii U doesn't have 3D so what they're doing now is by tilting the controller you can just peek around you can have full 360 degree control of the camera so you can just look behind the thing so it's kind of a way of yeah because I mean avoiding if 3D the... was supposed to be the thing that solved the issues of platforming on the 3DS then it's yeah. kind of like they need some equivalent it's like oh yeah, it's like the same game but honestly that was that was like kind of a marketing ploy from the start. No one had trouble platforming. They created a problem that never existed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so, it, I, I do like the camera. And it's really cool because you can really look any which way so you can, like, see things hidden under a stage or whatnot, which is even more than what you could do in 3D land. Like when you're looking for green stars. Which exactly. Is exactly. What they exactly. But, uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that in a nutshell is uh, Super Mario 3D World. It looks cool. I don't think it's what a lot of people were expecting, but based on what we have heard about it and what we've seen, it seems more and more like what let me rephrase. It's not what a lot of people thought when they when they first saw it. They're like, "This is not what I wanted." But I think as we've learned more and more, I feel like the tide's turning, and people are like, "Oh, it kind of is. It is like Galaxy. It's just a little more condensed." Yeah. So I mean, I'm excited about it. it comes out in December, not November. Interestingly, December. Usually Mario has the November slot, but it'll be out November. Uh -oh. I'm putting the guess in now. It'll be out December, the week of December fifth, whatever that week is that Nintendo releases game. Whatever that day is that Nintendo releases game on, it'll be that week. Mark mark your calendar. Unless it gets delayed. Um, one game that actually got delayed is supposed to be out, I think, this year, and they pushed it to spring 2014. Well, did they ever say this year? I feel like they did. I think they said... they said one of those said, Yeah, they said they'd both be out by the end of the fiscal year. Actually... Which they could still do. 
Well, I just remember they said like, like, oh, both these will be playable at E3. Right. And, I and I remember like, well, a lot of people assume like, oh, since they're playable, that means there's definitely at least one of them will at least be available right. this year. You might be right, yeah. Well, either way, the game I was trying to transition to and then got caught in the lies that I was spewing. Mario Kart Infinity. Mario Kart 8. It does look like Infinity. Yeah, Mario Kart 8, which is literally, if Mario if Mario 3D World felt like kind of a mashup of Mario games, Mario Kart 8 is taking that mashup concept like to a whole nother level. It's... I mean, you've got the hang gliders and the underwater segments from Mario Kart 7. You have the motorcycles, the mid-air tricks, and 12-player online support for Mario Kart Wii. Which means there's no reason to use the car. Yeah, well, I always prefer the car. I don't like motorcycles, but they're, regardless. They're, they're better in every way. They're, Fine. They're, okay. they're, 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 I mean, yeah, you can use the car, but there's no, there's no competing with a motorcycle once you know how to use it. I don't. That's the problem. Which, which is a shame, because that's what Mario Kart Wii was for me. It was just... More See, I didn't like Mario Kart Wii as much. But anyway, the third thing they're adding to this one from the old games is Waluigi and Toadette are back and playable. A lot of people are oddly bummed that know, Waluigi I, I, was not in I don't, 7. I don't even, now like, he's in 8. I don't even necessarily like... I mean, I don't, I don't It was think. weird to exclude him. Like I that. know, it's like to just have him... I'd rather have him there than not have him there. Yeah, I agree. It's like, especially when you have Waluigi's pinball stage. Yeah. But they've done that before. Characters without the character... Like, character stages without the character. When? Wasn't Waluigi Pinball original? Oh, he was in that one. Yeah, Double Dash. Yeah. Anyway. And he was on the... Was, he just skipped a... Yeah. Uh, he was on More break, significant than any of that, though, is that and the Waluigi's new, so important. He's so important. Kind of but is. more significant than poor lanky Waluigi with his big, big nose is uh, that you're now not going to be driving just on the road, but on the walls, on the ceilings, upside down sideways because Mario Kart 8 is going anti-gravity you can now in addition to hang glider and underwater have a hovercraft your wheels will flip sideways you'll start hovering and it defies gravity and they're doing all sorts of cool things with that like driving on the walls of a boo house or going up and over Peach's castle on a big loop-de-loop -loop or like that sort of thing it's basically like someone put some f-zero into Mario Kart but mm -hmm. not quite the speed just the vibe so it doesn't look like it changes much as far as gameplay it's it, just, all, all it, it looks is, cool yeah all it does is just like open up the creative possibilities of the tracks. Like, now they well, literally have no... more creative shortcuts. Well, like, well, imagine that's, if that's like, Now they yeah. have, like, no limit to what they can make with the track. They can make right. whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, like, the Boo House, they literally... Like, I saw a screenshot, and there's one person on... I think there's one person on the ground and one person on the wall in the same yeah. track at the same time. And, all the, and like, in the show in the trailer, you had, they had, like, a wall of water, so they're mm -hmm. not even limiting themselves to, like, okay, water has to be level. It's just... It's like Galaxy meets Mario Kart, kind of. Yeah, that's literally what it is. That's a good... I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, it's yeah, Galaxy it's, meets yeah, Mario Kart. I mean, you can just think of it as gravity, so... Yeah, but even beyond that, I mean, the game itself is pretty impressive in terms of just what it offers. Like, the gravity thing's huge, and it's super cool and kind of unique, and, you know, a nice new spin or flip or twist on it, whatever pun you want to choose. Yeah. But, um... So is the, it a nice response to Sonic Transform? Well, they're not really transforming more than I know, they already that's, have. Well, I know that's what I say. Like, it's not that big of a It's change. a nice way for Nintendo to go, Sonic Transform did something right. They innovated. Let's do something innovative as well, but not cop. But, like, in a different direction. Yeah. So, obviously, if they're but it's still, not copying. I mean, yeah. I mean, but there's yeah. only so much you could do, and I feel like they're getting to that limit where... They are. Yeah. It's funny, because when uh, the feed kept coming out in Nintendo Direct, so all I saw of Mario Kart at first was just the motorcycle... In a big open course. Like, big wide open course. I'm like, oh man, this looks like a sequel to the Wii version, not 7. Then when I went back and watched the footage, I was like, oh my god, this looks amazing. It looks like the perfect hybrid. But, uh, yeah, the game beyond that. It's also going to take advantage of the Wii U's extra capabilities in a couple different ways. They're saying it's going to run as smooth 60 frames per second in full HD. It does look really good. It does. Like, really good. They don't have that the weird... The lighting and stuff. Yeah, they don't have that weird plasticky look like Double Dash or that weird overly lit Wii look. 
Like, I like the looks of the handheld ones better, but this one looks amazing graphically. Yeah, like, these games, I don't know, like, they, they almost look as, um graphical jumps, like, it's definitely there. Like, when you look at it, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, kind of, like, there were some parts, like, of Smash Bros. 2 that definitely made me go, like, whoa, like, almost every scene where Mega Man was in, like, just... Well, yeah. Although half of those were technically cutscenes, but... No, no, yeah. oh, not, not the, the game. Ga- yeah, the yeah, gameplay. The, the gameplay, yeah. like, or Bowser, like, right, that, that right. just looked like, whoa. Yeah. But, uh... Back to Mario Kart for a sec. Uh, so in addition to HD woeness, uh, they're also promising that you can play it however you want. You can use analog stick, Wiimote nunchuck, the Wii wheel, or even just tilt the gamepad as a steering wheel. The gyro can steer. So it's cool that they're giving you complete freedom. And Did they say Controller Pro? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't, think, I don't, I don't think they did, but I'd be shocked if they didn't. I mean, didn't the Mario Kart Wii support Classic Controller? So it'd be the same thing. Yeah, I'm sure it's in there. It'd be, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. But uh, the the one other thing, and this is more like really what the Wii U can do, it hooks into Miiverse in some interesting ways. See, Mario Kart, to me at least, has always been like at the forefront of Nintendo's online stuff. Like they did communities in Mario Kart before, you know, before they started rolling it out. Like it's got to come to Miiverse eventually. The concept of those communities, um, the private communities, they did like online best in Mario Kart DS before they brought it to other stuff. Like Mario Kart's the te- they had the Wii, the Mario Kart channel on the Wii. Mario Kart's the testing ground of their online stuff. So this is particularly interesting because for the Wii one, they are doing what they're calling Mario Kart TV. When you finish a race, the game can automatically compile a 30-second highlight reel of the most pivotal moments of the race. I don't know how it determines that, but it does. And then you can choose to share that. I thought these hours. I mean, they, they did it for... Um, yeah, I guess like Blue Shell Strikers. knocks that guy back. That's a moment. Like they did it for Mario Strikers. They had really cool highlight reels. Well, the, I, I but, was I going to say? Yeah, stuff like that is yeah. going to be... Um, but now you can send it. Yeah, you can now post it to Miiverse. And not only can you post it to Miiverse, but other people on Miiverse can watch the video. Obviously watch the videos, but it's in a cool way. It's not just like go Miiverse, click play like a YouTube video that's embedded on there. It's like they showed a screenshot in the developer interview with... Uh, the man by Mark, I feel like his last name's Kono, but I'm blanking out. Uh, he, what it is, it's like, you have a screen, and you have all these me's in front of it, and the me's all have speech bubbles of drawings and thoughts and stuff, so you're like, with an audience of sorts, watching it, and they're commenting. It's like the Warwara Plaza with a giant screen in front of it, and they're all facing it. But only like, six me's. <laughs> but no, still, it looks super cool, and it's kind of a clever... I mean, obviously it's much less so, but it's kind of a clever way of Nintendo addressing how Xbox One and PlayStation 4 are both going to have streaming capabilities and, like, game DVRs that you can upload anything from the last, like, 15 minutes. Granted, this is nowhere near the same scale, but it shows that Nintendo's still coming up with new ways to use Miiverse, and ultimately that could mean, in a firmware update, Ustream, Twitch, any of those. Like, they're, they're clearly comfortable with toying with video. It's just a question of, if Mario Kart's successful, will they take it to the next couple steps of you know, uploading to YouTube or game DVR style stuff like Xbox One and PS4. So. Well, definitely was a feature that I never knew I wanted. It just seems really cool. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm super excited about Mario Kart 8 and the Mario Kart TV. But, um, like I said, we have a while to wait. Yeah, the only thing I'm still wary about, like, one thing that I loved about Sonic was the item balance. I'm hoping the game's on this. The item's on this Apparently, game. Apparently there's no new items. In the demo at E3, at least. Well, I mean, there's no... We can confirm that when we play it. And we'll have full impressions of that on Sunday. It's not the new items I'm worried about. It's just what items they decided to keep. I would imagine they're keeping all of them. This seems like they're literally I mean, throwing everything Because Micro 7 did a good job by doing away with the, the Thundercloud and the Giant Mushroom. Right. I honestly but think that... I hope they don't bring back the Giant Mushroom. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. like, basically, Mario Kart Wii, the one that had 12 racers, and this one also has 12 racers at the same time, whether well, you have more people in the back, which means you get more people getting thunderbolts, those yeah, giant that mushrooms, was... more blue shells, more often, and would yeah. tell people like you get bombarded so much. Like I, 
I know there was like uh, a way you could balance it on the Wii, but it didn't mm-hmm. really make that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. And and then, I mean the cool thing with it on the Wii version, you could actually make it like I think bananas and shells only. Right. So that was kind of cool. And I know you could do that on the Mario Kart Seven too, but not in the just general online play. Yeah. In general online play, you're stuck with neutral mode, which is chaotic. yeah. And honestly, I didn't. I mean, I've said before on the, on when we were talking about Mario Kart Seven, I was saying how much I prefer eight players over twelve, specifically for the reasons. Yeah, you're I, I would prefer eight. But I mean, because it's really gonna come. If it doesn't change, it's going to come down to what item you get. Because then yeah. you're going to get to a point where you get really good, and everyone else is going to be really good, and it just comes down to that. I imagine they'll fix that. It's all that comes down to. I, they have to fix it. Like, But either way... Uh, so it's both fun and frustrating. I'm still super excited about it. Like, I don't know... I Honestly, I might be slightly more excited about this than Smash Bros. It's hard to say. No, Smash Bros. wins. But yeah, this is a very close second uh, with Mario 3D World no, at a very close third. No competition. <laughs> I mean, not to say I'm not excited about this. I'm really yeah. excited about this. But, yeah, I'm yeah, really looking know. forward to trying it at Best Buy. But um, switching away from Mario games, because uh, I just realized every game we talked about thus far is Mario related. The Smash Bros. has Mario in it, but still, that kind of counts. And I have brothers in it. They, yeah. They, they clearly didn't they get, get that got, name yeah, out of... Out of nowhere, yeah. But going to a different Nintendo mascot. Like Mario's Fight Club. Exactly. Uh, the, bit, the the surprise tile of sorts was, Don- like we said at the top of the show, was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Which, to me, sounds like a Mountain Dew variety that's only sold at Taco Bell. You know how they have, like, Mount Arctic Blast and all these random Mountain Dews that you can only get in Taco Bell? Like, uh, Baja, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't Tropical Freeze sound like it fits in there? It does. Yeah. This is a weird name. But anyway, yeah, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is a new entry in the re- vitalized Donkey Kong franchise, I guess. Uh, it's made by Retro Studios, which is kind of disappointing, to be honest. Retro does a great job with the game, but there are some indications and rumors that they were doing some sort of mature new IP that'd be revealed yeah, I, was disa- I was disappointed. I disappointed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was like, because well, it sucks that Retro's doing this, but if they're doing this, at least it's going to be awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, I love the first one, and this one looks just as good yeah it does better. if not better yeah, yeah. but no it's, it's just weird because like retro could nintendo has know, a powerhouse developer that could very easily make a mature I know, they, new thing for them they could have made something new they could have done star fox they could have done a zero they, they, they have a lot it's of things so many remember. things but instead they're doing this i don't know i mean it's not like as i said maybe they like to work in trilogies oh yeah maybe i mean i don't know the last senior designer from retro just left to go join armature which is where all the old retro people that made metroid but didn't want to make nintendo things anymore went so that's gotta be a sign if he's leaving like now after this third maybe because it's maybe because it's still third game he's not like i don't want to yeah maybe but but no it's just like it's just like such wasted potential but with that said donkey kong is really fun it also explains why donkey kong country returns happened on 3ds because they're like drumming up interest in the franchise again in order to have that made it feel so like since obviously we didn't get the game because the other one still felt fresh when they when yeah. this one got announced, it made it feel like wait didn't we just get one like it felt like we just got a new. It's Donkey a weird. Kong. It's a Even very we weird didn't. trend that Nintendo's doing yeah. now. They have this new habit of two games in the same franchise in a single year. I mean, first there's New Super Mario Brothers U and then New Super Mario Brothers Two, right? Yeah. Then it was now it's uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D in May and Donkey Kong Country uh, Tropical Freeze, which is coming out in November, and then in October we have the Zelda for 3DS. Or, sorry, in October we have the Wind Waker HD remake, and then in November we have the Zelda for 3DS. Like, can they stop making two games in the same franchise in the same year? Like, at least a year apart would be ideal, right? Yeah. Like, it's just a very weird trend that they fell into in the past couple of years. I mean, it'll take a lot to make me feel franchise fatigue, but I'm already starting to feel a little bit of it. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. But, 
With that said, Don- I never thought I'd hear myself say that. Yeah, but with all that said, Donkey Kong Country uh, Tropical Freeze does look good for what it is, definitely. Uh, that fur? Yeah, seriously, DK's fur is like... In- hair? Fur. They would have hair because they're primates. Oh. Yeah. He's fuzzy. He's fuzzy. That fuzz. Yeah. No, it looks... It like... That's the power of HD for you. But no, this, like Donkey Kong Country is one of those games Star Fox's that... Star hair in Star Fox Adventures. That looks pretty cool. It does. It did. Well, yeah. that was GameCube. <laughs> it was. Isn't that crazy? But no, um, what I was going to say... It, what was I going to say? So is it that impressive? Oh yeah, Donkey Kong Country has always been a game that like makes sense like in terms of its graphics to be in HD. Like it makes sense. Like It's kind of like how when Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D came out and we were saying like, oh, it makes sense for 3D. It also makes sense for HD because like... It you know it has that look to it where it could be detailed but still very cartoony so you can bring out that detail with the HD. But um, with that said, the new game it's gonna follow DK as he tries to reclaim DK Island because a group of Vikings made up of walruses, polar bears, so like penguins, sea creatures. Yeah, it's Arctic. It's sea mammals essentially. But so maybe we'll see a narwhal. I'd be okay with that. I would not complain. But no, mm-hmm. they 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 stormed the island and took it over, and he has to travel across five different islands on his quest to get DK Island back. And across those five islands, he'll do new things like swim underwater, which he hasn't done since the uh, Super Nintendo ones, and uh, cool. and go through these frozen areas, like ice stages, basically. And the underwater one, in the trailer, they showed... This, they brought back the silhouette levels, and in the trailer, they showed him swimming, silhouetted. It looks really cool. Yeah. It looks really good. But um, gameplay-wise... And also you can pull now. That's new. Yeah. Yeah, you can pull up, yeah. Which is actually an interesting thing about that is uh, the plucking move, as they're calling it, is actually a throwback to Super Mario Bros. 2. The producer of Donkey Kong Country Returns, I should say, the producer of Tropical Freeze, there we go, Mountain Dew, they were saying, no, the producer of the game, or director, excuse me, uh, Kensuke Tanabe, I think is how you say his name, yeah. He his first game, the game he cut his teeth on at uh, Nintendo, was Mario 2. So he... He's the one that came up with the idea of doing the plucking to pull things out of the ground because it reminded him of Mario 2. So it's obviously a nice little throwback. So yeah, the plucking, that's why it's there. But um, beyond the plucking, they're adding a lot more other stuff. Dixie is back. And Dixie? Dixie Kong, yep. And she can, uh, once again, hover with her hair, which means different gameplay. It doesn't look like... It looks like she can only go up like for a little bit, and then that's it. Yeah. So yeah. it looks like they kept the hovering, the actual hovering part to Diddy, and she just propels you up. Yeah, you're right, yeah. But, and Diddy is still there as well. Each of them, they were making a point that each secondary character will lead to different secrets. Yeah, and will lead to sense, different yeah. things. It makes perfect so it's sense. It's like, oh, who do you want? So it's like, oh, now I have to play each level twice. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously the fact that there's returning secondary characters means there's returning local co-op. I kind of wish you could pick, like, Diddy and Dixie. That'd be kind of crazy. Well, they haven't rolled it out. They yeah, didn't say but, no. But, but, <laughs> my, my theory is that, like, there's going to be, like, a bigger Kong... There is. And a little, there's a fourth. And, and there's like a big Kong and a little Kong that always has to be like a duo. So yeah. the fourth Kong that they tease would come out is probably going to be a bigger Kong that's going to... Yeah, there is a yeah. fourth Kong on the way. They didn't say who, but if they want a bigger Kong and they want to stay true to the original DKC series, Kitty Kong. It's a logical choice. He yeah, was he, in Donkey Kong Yeah, country. he replaced Donkey Kong. I mean, yeah. he wasn't that much bigger because he's a baby. But he's decent but, sized. I mean... Whatever, he could be teen, it, teen Kong now. No, he grew up. It's been, true. it's been 15, 20 years. Well, yeah, Tiny Kong got to grow up, but Dixie hasn't. Tiny Kong looked weird growing up. I want Tiny Kong to grow back down. She looked really <laughs> I mean, they, weird. they have a few. I mean, they have Funky Kong. He's been there since yeah. the beginning, so... Yeah, there's any number they could do, but I wouldn't be surprised actually, if He's kitty. actually been getting a lot of love with um, Mario Kart Wii and yeah, Mario Sluggers. Yeah, he's in both, right, yeah. So... It's possible. Yeah. But the thing that's most intriguing about that, so they have a fourth Kong, and they're not saying who. Just to be clear, uh, it was in a developer interview. Maybe Cranky. 
Yeah, but uh, just to be clear, it was in a developer interview at Nintendo's E3 site where the fourth Kong thing came from. It didn't just come out of thin air, because they didn't mention it during the Direct. It was only on the site if you dug around and found the video. But um, it makes me wonder, so if they're having four Kongs, couldn't they have a four-player co-op? Like yeah. Mario? I, it sure seems like a logical choice. choice. Why would they do four specifically? It seems kind of chaotic for like a Donkey Kong kind of game, though. Make it make it work. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just throwing Basically it out there. the harder version of like Mario Brothers. I yeah. mean, if you want like a tough platformer, go for yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's what Donkey Kong always was. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what it was always again. But yeah, beyond beyond just new characters and new abilities, um, like plucking, they're also shifting how the camera works. In Donkey Kong Country Returns on Wii and on 3DS, it was just you know static 2D. I mean, going it would left move, and like, right, front and back. Yeah, it moved front and back, but right. like like you would move front and back, but the camera would kind of stay. It like sometimes well, tilt a little. Metal. It would zoom out mostly because yeah. I remember the Minecraft stage something that would zoom way out. Oh, true, and then true. Jump so yeah, I go up and down. It go in and out. Yeah. But now it goes up and down, left and right, swoops, swings. It's like, they're calling it a dynamic yeah. camera. It's got basically the game's going from a two D platformer to a two point five D. So you'll be going into the screen, out of the screen. It's Think going from the Clin- Kirby. Yeah, it's Kirby Crystal Star. Yeah, it's Kirby sixty four. Or the game that I know like was really no Klonoa. Yeah, Klonoa. That's like what Klonoa does it too really its, well. Actually. That was its hook. Yeah, Klonoa. They did a great Wii remake of Klonoa. Actually, it's really good. But um, perhaps best of all of all the Donkey Kong news, at least to true fans of the series, is the music for Donkey Kong Country Return of Tropical Freeze is being made by David Wise, who anyone that's a fan of the series should know is the composer of the original trilogy's music. He was not there for the last game. He worked at Rare, and then I don't know what happened. But now he's on board. He's doing all the music, I believe, for Tropical Freeze. Yeah, so, so Bramblebush Symphony and Jungle Hijinks. Yeah, you could think that for him. I don't know what those are by name, but I'm sure I'd recognize them. <laughs> Bramblebush is that one from Donkey Country 2 where it's like the the level's like all vines with thorns. Okay, yeah. And very soothing and slow. Yeah, but yeah, he he. I really like the soundtrack of those games, so it's yeah. cool that he's back. And the game itself, Tropical Freeze, will be out in November, which is soon for a game that was just announced. I mean, they announced... Mario Kart in January, and that's in 2014. And Smash Bros. is in 2014, but now... Mario for 101. And that's in September. Many years ago. Yeah, they announced Mario for 101 in 2012, E3. And now here we are with it coming in September, so... Yeah, but, um... Before even Donkey Kong, we're getting Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD. Which is gonna be full 1080p HD, 60 frames per second. It looks gorgeous. It looks amazing. It looks so good. I know. So the animation's on Link. Good. Wow. Yeah, it looks great. Like, if you are watching trailers of it, like, you have to bump up the YouTube video to 1080p if you can. Or at least 720p. Like, it's it funny how, like, much so the graphics good. look kind of the same, but well, we remember so it. Better. We remember it better than it is. Like, if you go back and watch a GameCube footage of Wind Waker and then you watch the HD footage, you're like, it's night and day. Like, you, well, I mean, well, that's because like, the style allows you to remember it being more lush. Well, no, yeah. Than it is, but, yeah. I mean, but I did watch one today mm-hmm. just, like, to make sure I wasn't going crazy. I mean, right. the other one's just. Seems like a lot blood. There's like less, even though it's so shaded. There wasn't much. It was very there wasn't simple a lot of shapes. Shading. It was just shapes. Yeah, like Link was just very, very colorful. Vibrant. I mean, the yeah, Link was literally good. just like a still, rectangle with little. Like it still held up yeah. really, really well. But this is like it looks super good. They, and they, the lighting they, looks they feel so great. More round. Yeah, and they have like a really great lighting system where, like, when the sun's shining on Link, like you can see it. Like, like it looks like he's under the sun. Like part of him is more bright. Yeah, than it looks, the rest. everything it looks, looks rounder. I want to say it has a lot of bloom lighting going. It looks really good. That bloom lighting. But uh, beyond, of course, just the graphics, which is, I mean, it's in the name, HD, they're also tweaking and changing some of the features of the game, um, which they finally explained what they're changing. We've known for a while they're going to change some stuff. For example, 
There's now a fast button when you're on your boat. Your boat can go 50% faster once you unlock a certain thing in the game, which means the travel time is much which quicker, is which is good. Kind of weird because I mean you do get the ability to teleport later in the game. Anywhere. Yeah, but this is Pretty probably much. an interim thing. Like you probably get it halfway before you get to teleport. Because yeah. I mean, one of the major complaints about Wind Waker is it took too long to sail around. Oh, I, like, guess I, I guess I never minded. Yeah, I was okay with it, but I remember very vividly a lot of people did not like it. That and the Triforce Fetch quest, which also, also has been really fixed. Uh, they're they're tweaking and tuning things. So one of them is the Triforce Hunt. Eiji uh, Anuma, the producer of the Zelda series, said in his developer interview video, once again on the E3 site, that they are specifically going to clean that up a bit. Um, I'm trying to find the exact wording he used. I guess he didn't... Yeah, basically they're going to make it so it's not quite as tedious. However, they're going to do that. Who knows? And I'm hoping that means they're going to add in. There were two dungeons. Well, there were. It was a three. It was a three-step process. The whole thing that I guess made it tedious. Well, it's just like you had to go so many different places. Well, kind of. Wow, my water yeah. just like made a ton. Because basically, noise. You, first you have to go find a map, and the map after you found the map, you have to go take it back to Tingle in this one spot. Yeah. And he had to translate it for you for like six hundred something rupees, and your water right. can only hold like nine hundred something. So you have to kind of build up that money again. So then right. after you get the map, the map tells you where the Triforce is, so then you have to go there and then fish it out. And every time you find the map, the map isn't... It's always inside, like, a mini dungeon. You either mm-hmm. have to, like, go through a few corridors or something. So it did take a long time, and it was a little repetitive. So they're fixing it. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I guess they could make the price lower. No, they, they, they're, probably, they're, they're probably... They're probably... No, they're probably uh, moving the locations of a few to closer together. I mean, the... Or rearranging the, the, the islands or something. Uh, it's pretty uh, big. It's pretty big. I mean, it's big, but I mean, because but that, that's the last thing you do. So, but then you could yeah. teleport. Like, dis- mean, on- the distances are a non-issue by that. Yeah, point. but honestly, it was still too much of a fetch quest. Oh, like that's I when know. I stopped. I didn't beat. I didn't beat Windwigger. I stopped there. I was just like this is. I know, like serious. I mean, so I'm glad they're fixing. Like I know, like it. I can't speak re- Yeah, just because I do know a lot of people. I mean, yeah. including you, that yeah. literally stopped there. Like I was like one of the yeah, people yeah, that I knew. Yeah, it's good they're addressing it. But even just beyond nips and tucks, they're adding some new functionality to the game, like all out, like game, the gamepad. You can obviously do item management on the touchscreen now. You just drag and drop what you want to be assigned to the buttons. Um, touchscreen can also literally move the Wind Waker baton. Like you see Link on the touchscreen, and you just like touch his arm and swing it around in the directions you want the baton to go. Uh, and of course, off TV play. That's kind of a given. Um, they're also adding a Miiverse function, which we knew they were going to include Miiverse, and now we know how. It's in two different ways. The less interesting is that the in-game camera, any pictures you take, you can share on Miiverse, which is kind of cool. And you can use the gyro of the gamepad to aim the camera, yeah. or you can use the stick. So it's assume... kind of Pokemon Snap, what could be Pokemon Snap one day, hopefully. Yeah. But I mean, it's safe to assume you're still going to use the camera to build your collection of figurines. Oh yeah, yeah, you I are, mean, but they're just saying the whole... you can share anything now, figurines yeah. or not. But yeah. the, uh, the other thing, which is much more interesting to me, is the Tingle Tuner, which was a thing that occurred when you plugged in the Game Boy Advance to the GameCube version. They're swapping that out, kind of, for a new Tingle bottle, bottle system. Yeah, Essentially, when you meet it's Tingle... It's way different now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, when you meet Tingle, you get a bottle. Or not when... I think it's when you meet Tingle. At yeah. some point in the game, you get a bottle. And when you get the bottle, you can start sending out messages to Miiverse. And they go out in the bottle. And then these bottles will randomly wash up on well, other stores of other games. Will they be sent to, like, a... Specific Miiverse community that they probably say? well they have because that, that mean like you can just like look through all those messages. I would imagine no because that would defeat the purpose. It of would. It. I think they're gonna go out to Miiverse in the sense that they'll go to a central Miiverse server and then come back. But how it works is they'll be randomly sent out and then you'll just be walking around an island and there'll be a bottle on the beach. And if you open the bottle, it's a message or a drawing from another Miiverse person with their name and everything. And then you can have a log of all the Miiverse letters you've received. 
So it's like it's a really cool way. Oh, that sounds cool. It's, it's a really cool and clever way of like making a game that's a single player experience feel like it's part of a bigger connected world. You know, like it's obviously not like an MMO or anything, but it's a cool way of like kind of bridging together multiple people's experiences for a single player game. Yeah. So I I, I actually think that's true. I, I mean, love when they do stuff like that. I, I, I really like the idea, but I do. I was kind of bummed out to find out that I can't do the. Well, how would you have worked Tingle Tuner? Unless well, it was just on the gamepad. Well, that's I just assumed like I mean. I don't know why I assume this, but I guess, like, the other person would just use the gamepad and you would just use, like... But then you could just cheat and do it yourself. Well, I mean, you could technically do that, too. But it's just, like, then it's just, like, a thing that tells you everything right off the bat and makes it really easy. Well, I mean, well... Because didn't the Tingle Tunnies tell you where secret items were and stuff? Well, I hope you find them, but... Right, so if you just have it there at all times, it would make things too easy. It was also something that you kind of had to go out of your way to even get. And, right, but once and, and you get it, 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 it makes something... things so much easier if you don't have a friend that's only, like, sort of helping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you have a friend there sitting next to you when you're playing, they're not going to be there 24-7. They're not always going to be tingle-tuning. I know, that's why I just thought of it kind of, like, as a throwaway Easter egg. That's like, oh, it's just there. Like, if you find it right. and you have someone to play with, it's fun. I mean, right, I, I, that's I mean, what I'm saying. It wouldn't work Because I, I, I played a lot with my brother, and I was kind yeah. of looking forward to the return uh, of that. Well, that's... And I, I like this, though. I mean, I'm, I glad, I'm glad that that's it, there. Yeah. No, I did replace it. Cause, yeah, no, I'm saying I'm not necessarily glad that it's replacing it, but I'm glad it's oh, there. yeah. But, um, yeah, so Legend, I mean, I guess that kind of summarizes that. Once again, the game looks amazing visually, and it's out October, which is also relatively soon. And even before that, in August, we're getting Pikmin 3, and um, we got some more information on Pikmin 2. We already know a lot about the game. Like, Nintendo's been very rapidly lately releasing Pikmin 3 info, and of course... Now that's E3, we have even more information. Specifically, um, well, it's interesting because the Direct itself, they didn't really say much of anything. They showed a little bit of new footage, which had this amazing-looking aerial battle. Like, you're running around as your captain, you have all your Pikmin around you, and then above you, a swarm of bees come in, and then all your flying Pikmin go and fight them. So there's this huge battle unfolding above you while you're fighting enemies on the ground. It looked crazy. It looked super cool. There's like two layers of Pikmin. But um, besides that, they're doing the developer interview with Miyamoto, once again on Nintendo's E3 site, uh, they actually di- discussed a lot about what the game will offer in terms of modes. So, as you already knew, there is a story mode. There's a total of three modes. Story mode is going to kind of combine, like, the intense, you know, uh, you're working really fast, you know, the tension of Pikmin 1 with the pacing of Pikmin 2. In the sense that each day is still going to be rather um, limited in how much time you have in that given day, but you have a very, very vast number of days, if not an unlimited number of days, to do whatever you want to do in the world. And the, uh, when you're fighting bosses or when you're exploring the world, the progress will transfer from day to day. So if you think it could be a boss before the end of the day, you can try it. But you just need to make sure you get back to your ship in time. If you don't beat him, that's cool. Go back the next morning, start your day finishing him off. Like the damage will, just like the Pikmin will kind of remember, or not remember, but will have this. <laughs> they'll be scarred. The pick, just like how Pikmin will be where they're left off, where like they'll have their flower versus their bud versus their leaf from day to day. Now, the boss HP will stay uh, they were emphasizing, you know, he was saying, um, Miyamoto, like, how it wants it to be like, more realistic. Like, oh, yeah. if you get damage, it, the damage is going to stay, so... Yeah, which is a cool approach. I mean, he made a point that, like, we want it to be less about levels. Like, we don't want each day to be, like, a stage. We want to just kind of flow. Exactly. So you can well, choose how you play. So, so that's cool. But they're also having a secondary mission mode, which will give you different types of challenges, such as defeat X number of enemies, or do this or that. Some will be timed 7 to 10 minutes long. So that's, like, if you want a quick little Pikmin fix, you can do that. Yeah. The biggest one, by far, is the new multiplayer mode, which is called Bingo Battle. And it actually sounds insanely fun. Um, the, so how it works is 
You and a friend are going to be racing to complete a bingo card. On the center bottom of both screens will be a, it looked like a 16 icon grid. Yeah, 4x4. Four four, yeah, 4x4 four yeah. four of uh, random, random fruit, randomly generated items, pictures. Fruit. Yeah, fruit, of items. Is fruit, items, yeah. fruit. Uh, whatever. I think that's it. Yeah, whatever you can pick up. And what you have to do is you're racing with the other person in the same area, like in the same level, to get your bingo card filled out. So there's multiple strategies because you can see your opponent's bingo card. So you can either decide, I'm just going to fill out the bingo, I'm going to do a straight line down, I'm going to do diagonal, I'm going to do whatever, and start collecting items. You can go blockade the person, your opponent, if they're getting close to finishing their bingo card. Like, it's really however you want to do. So it's kind of like the competitive mode of Pikmin 2, but more crazy more frantic and probably a lot faster. Yeah, and they have items thrown in too. Yeah, they have a roulette wheel that has random items pop up, which they had something kind of like that in Pikmin 2, but they also had modes which didn't have it. Yeah. But in Pikmin 3, and this is a little strange to me, in Pikmin 3, they only have uh, Bingo Battle, which sounds super cool, and like I said, and like you said, the iron roulette's there, which uh, Miyamoto claims it's there specifically to balance out difficulty. Yeah. Or not difficulty, but uh, skill sets. They which want someone that's too hard. much of a yeah. difference in the end, but I mean, it, it's there to just add a yeah. fun twist. But I kind of like I liked all Pikmin 2's multiplayer. They had multiple multiplayer. I, know, I don't know why uh, any. I don't know why they didn't make any of it for Pikmin three. Like, I know the one I was really bummed out to hear that wasn't going to be there was the co-op mode. That was yeah. my favorite well, mode. Favorite, yeah, favorite. I, played, I played that. I prayed. <laughs> I played that. You prayed so hard to the Pikmin gods. <laughs> I think that was like the reason I hundred percent of Pikmin. Like just. Right. Playing it so much with my brother. But yeah, it is uh, it is a little so bit like, of a bummer. And I used to play the normal competitive, not bingo battle, just like straight up like collect X number of things before the other person. Mm -hmm. Like literally get those three cherries or whatever. I used to play that with my friend in high school all the time. So it's kind of weird that they took it out. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for bingo battle though. It looks really fun. Even if it, it ideally it would have been an addition, not a replacement, but it does look yeah, super fun. Yeah, I mean it looks fun, but it definitely looks like something I'm not going to play for too long. Just because... Although you have to wonder, because there's 16 items to collect, the battles could actually draw out for a while if you're yeah. both really good. Because, I mean... And maybe you could turn off the roulette wheel, and that's pretty much competitive, normal competitive. Yeah. But I think what I liked most about the co-op from the other game was that it kept track of it. Like, there were, like, a per like if you complete everything 100%, you get, like, a red... A, no, a pink flower. Well, if it, and there if, was, like, a bunch of them, and the multiplayer mode is... Kind of just there. If it makes it feel you, if it makes you feel any better, they did reconfirm there are three captains you can control at once in story mode. It's possible between now and August they'll announce co-op. Nintendo likes trickling out information very slowly, so it's certainly I mean, possible. It just made perfect sense. Like, oh, there's two captains, so two people working together instead yeah. of one person managing both. Yeah. I mean, obviously, work for story mode. I mean, that's fine. But... Yeah, yeah. But well, I mean, it's out in August. We'll know soon enough. August fourth. Yep. And and um, we also know that here's a game that we've known about for a while, and that's been dated for a while. Is Wonderful 101, which was September fifteenth, and still is. And we finally got some fresh details on that one. Platinum Games, uh, it's kind of like Pikmin, actually. Platinum Games, 100 Little Heroes. It's like more action-oriented It's Pikmin. like an action-y Pikmin, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, it seems to be coming along really nicely. Uh, they finally like explained the plot a little, so you control Wonder Red. That's his name, yeah. Wonder Red. And he has a team of up to 100 fighters with him. He's number 101, I'd imagine. Or number one, take your pick. And you're going around being a baddies to protect Blossom City. Really deep plot here. But, um, yeah, as Nintendo previously discussed, the way you go through the game is um, you activate these special things, which are now calling Unite Morphs, where you make a symbol or a pattern on the touchscreen with your finger, and that translates to all the heroes coming together to form a whip or a sledgehammer or a fist or a giant key to unlock a door who knows what like random shapes and abilities and uh 
you want to recruit more townsfolk throughout the game as you play through each level. Like, throughout each level, there's random townsfolk you could turn into heroes. And you want to do that because ultimately you want your full 101 to have the most powerful uh, Unite Morph possible. They're also letting you create... Uh, this is new. We now know that you can also upgrade your Unite Morphs and get new Unite Morphs by collecting parts that are scattered around each stage called O-Parts. Very unoriginal. And, uh, yeah, so you get these old parts, you go to a shop, and you, it's, there's, like, almost a bit of an RPG aspect to it, because you can pick what you want to upgrade, you can pick what you want to buy. So it's not just, like, originally, because when I originally played it at the Wii U Experience a year ago, I was just like, oh, okay, so you just progress and you unlock things as you go, but you do get some customizability in how you unlock things, and what you unlock, and which you choose to upgrade, like, if you want a more offensive, unite more versus a more defensive one, or whatever. So there's a bit more to it than just run and beat up people, which is nice. Um, biggest news of all this, though, because that's like, okay, whatever. The biggest news, five-player co-op is now in, on the disc as we well. They're trying to figure out how you're going to do. Yeah, it's it's weird because they didn't say anything about how it will work. They just said they're going to have unique Unite morphs for when players play co-op. So, presumably, one player's on gamepad and four players are on Wiimote. So, somehow, those four players on the Wiimote have to activate a Unite morph with the guy on the gamepad who's drawing it with his finger, but they don't have anything to draw on. So, I guess um, button um, presses... Or maybe... You're only, or maybe the ringleader gets to make the more. Maybe you only have access to like three of them or something. Yeah, who who knows? But uh, I mean, the nice thing is, we will know more soon. Nintendo's doing their own wonderful 101 exclusive, like Nintendo. dedicated Nintendo Direct, and I get it's really strange. Like Platinum Games, they're making all, they're making this in Bayonetta too, and this is coming out in like three months, and yet it does. It's not at E3. It's not playable at all. It's mm. not the E3 at Best Buy event either, even though it's about to come out. Bayonetta 2 Well, is. I think that's pretty good. Well, no, that is. That is. I agree. But uh, but still, just like you would think Nintendo would put it somewhere. So instead, they seem to be pushing marketing closer to its launch. Like, the direct coming up before its launch. That sort of thing. So, it's a different strategy, but um, it's interesting. I will say, though, I do love the whole, like, overly, purposely cheesy vibe of the game. Like, it has a total, total 80s, 90s, like, superhero cartoon vibe. Like, whenever everyone turns into a, a hero, they shout Wonder Eyes, and then they say their color or their name or whatever. And, like, when you're running around, they have cheesy one-liners and catchphrases, and all of them have, like, different... Like, one girl's from Eastern Europe, this guy's from France. Like, it's, like, super, like, gen, you know, like, generic cartoon from the 90s. And it has, like, comic book sound effects everywhere. Like, you know, like, the written out, like, the BAM thing in Batman, or, like, POW. It's, like, written out in parts of the game, and it's, it's just... It's just so great. It's mm. so over the top. I'm glad they're, like, totally embracing the, like, campy vibe. It's really, really fun. And it comes out, like, three days before my birthday, so... So there you go. Yeah. I'm really curious, though, in the trailer, I don't know if you noticed this, when they showed, uh, they released a trailer for it, not in the Direct, but on the E3 website, and there's a Miiverse icon on the bottom left of the gamepad. Like, in the area you draw your uh, Unite Morph, just in the corner there's a Miiverse icon. No idea why, they haven't said, but I'm really That's curious to see. That's probably what the Direct is for. Yeah, I'm really curious to see, because I love, like I was saying with Wind Waker, I really love when Nintendo, I love how Nintendo's getting more creative with Miiverse. I mean... Game and Wario, which comes out in a couple weeks, is going to let you do, like, a pic, not Pictionary, but a sketch race of sorts, where you post who can draw the best drawing as fast as they can, and they all get posted in Miiverse. Like, stuff like that's way cooler than just, like, I'm sharing that I beat a level, or whatever. So I'm really excited. Like, Mario Kart TV is really cool. Like, I'm really happy with how what they're doing with Miiverse. Yeah. So. But I did mention Bayonetta 2, and it's probably worth spending a little time on, since Nintendo spent a lot of time on it. Uh, it's one of only six playable games for the Wii U at E3. It's that... Cart, Mario 3D World, uh, Pikmin 3. How many have I just named? Five? Pikmin, Cart, Bayonetta, 
Wind Waker. Oh, Donkey Kong. Four That's the last one. Yeah. And Wind Waker. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Anyway, so, wow, that was nice dead air for a minute there. Sorry, <laughs> folks. But, uh, yeah, so Platinum's other game is Bayonetta 2. And it's got, like I said, it got its fair share of attention. Uh, Nintendo released the first solid actual details on the game and how it's going to work. So first gameplay, first... First gameplay for a very slick new trailer. Like, really slick. Like, that's a well-done trailer. It looked really good. But, um... Game is staying pretty true to the original. It's still pretty much an action game where you're running around being people of God War, uh, Devil May Cry style, kind of like those sort of games, but with a now short-haired Bayonetta in the lead. Uh, and they showed all sorts of crazy battles unfolding. There's one you're like on a jet flying over a city. There's another you're on top of a skyscraper. It's just like it looks just insane. And I mean, I guess that's to be expected. The guy behind Beautiful Joe is involved in it. And Beautiful Joe in a totally different way. You which, could definitely tell with the character design. Yeah, like Beautiful Joe. He also did Mad World. Like you can see like the kind of like craziness yeah, of like it. Over, yeah. yeah. So it looks really cool. And they, like I said, they did talk about uh, gameplay a little. They're introducing a new system where you can summon. I'm not quite sure how exactly this works, but basically you can summon magic powers that are, like, stored up in you at key moments to, like, give yourself a boost in your battles. They're, like, demonic powers or something, but they show in the trailer she, like, sprouts, like, angel wings at some point, so things like that. Uh, They also talked about the control scheme, because that's a big one. It's on the Wii U, but it's a more traditional, you know, PS3, 360, you use a standard controller-style game. So they're actually going to have two modes. One's going to be, oh, controls. One's going to be normal mode. And that's essentially what the original game played as, presumably with a pro controller or just the face buttons on the gamepad. And then the other mode is touch mode, and this one's a little more interesting. It's for, Nintendo says it's for action game newbies of sorts, and it'll let them basically just play with a stylus. The whole game will unfold on the gamepad, and you tap, from what I could tell from the like five seconds of footage they showed, you kind of tap around to make things happen. Like it looks <laughs> like you tap her combo to make her like trigger more combos, and then you tap the enemy you wanted to Sounds easy. Yeah, I, I feel like it has to be more on that. Like, it'd be really cool if it's anything like Ninja Guy and Dragon Sword on the DS, which did touch control in an action game super well. If it's like that, I am on board. I mean, I, I could just play with normal controls, but just the concept I'm on board with. So it'll be interesting to see if that's the way they go. And, of course, off-TV play They'll prove that it's possible to make there. it on iOS. <laughs> I, no, no, it's not, because your finger's too big on iOS. It'll block, like, a third of the screen. But, no. Uh, so much uh, detail. So, yeah, you wouldn't want to yeah exactly. Anything. It looks really good, like... It's, it's interesting because, like, well, first, it comes out 2014. I don't think they ever announced a date before, but I heard some people like, oh, it got delayed. Well, can't delay when you don't have a date. I don't but think it ever got a date. It never got a date, as far as I know. If I'm wrong, feel free to correct me uh, in the comments, ramtown.com. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I just want to say it does seem, it is really nice to see, like, mature-oriented games that are, you know, traditionally fa- the fare of, like, Xbox and PlayStation coming to Wii U from Nintendo, no less. Like, you know, especially given now since... They don't really have much third-party support. Like, we're getting Ubisoft's big mature, like, blockbuster games like Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed, but not a whole lot more. So it's kind of cool that Nintendo is forging these partnerships and doing things like Bayonetta 2 to ensure that there's, like, a more, you know, there's a more widespread variety of games for every demographic. They're going to have to, like, just buy all these. Yeah, pretty much. Just fine. But, yeah, it's just not ideal. It's just not ideal, Because they're going to get the Nintendo seal of quality. Not that they're making it, but, like... Oh yeah, they're yeah. publishing it. They have they want to right. Yeah, no, Nintendo's helping with development. We're not just gonna let you. Yeah, anything. Nintendo's helping with development. They're funding the whole thing, so it, you know, it's yeah. it's a good thing. And I think Nintendo's probably gonna end up doing more of this considering their current state. And also, the, like I said before, Bayonetta Two just looks insane. Like I just want to try it because it looks like I don't even know what's happening. It's uh, the moments of the game. It's just like flashes of color and blood and stuff everywhere. So, yeah. And Bayonetta 2 actually wasn't the only more mature game that Nintendo showed in Nintendo Direct. They also uh, spent some time 
brief time, two minutes worth approximately, uh, showing a new trailer for Monolith Soft's next game, which is still just codenamed X. In fact, if you go look on Nintendo's uh, website, they don't even call it X. They call it the Monolith Soft Project or something like that, or Untitled Monolith Soft Project. So the trailer, this is basically the next Xenoblade. They're not saying it, but it is. I mean, he has the giant sword. It's called X, sort of. So <laughs> it has to be. Like, could what else would it be? Could be it'll probably be Xeno something. I mean, wasn't it's any... in the same world. Or the same universe. Don't they have something called Xeno they Saga? They had Xeno Saga for Namco back in the day, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably Xenomorph. <laughs> Xenomorph, really? <laughs> no. I will say that whatever it's called, the game looks good. Like, Big. impressive. It's huge. It's so expand. Like, they this show... Is a, this is another one of those games that when I saw the trailer, I'm like, whoa, like, next-gen graphics. Like, yeah, like, no, it crazy. looks really good. There's a... I know we've been saying that about every game, but they all look good in their own way, I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean... I don't know, there's always, it's like a subtle thing about them that just looks... Yeah, well, this one was the sheer scale. So they showed footage when you're on the ground walking around town. They show footage when you're in a mech flying over the world. Yeah, this mech you can like use... Everything is, like, rendered already. Yeah, and the the mech you can use only in pivotal... Only in certain moments predetermined by the game, but it does let you fly over these vast landscapes. And it seems like you can kind of go wherever, just only um, when wait, it tells you. I know I'm really late to make this point, but I, I mean, just because of the scope of this game, yeah. it just reminded me, like, that... I thought it was really cool that for Wind Waker HD, how they pointed out that with the going fast button, if you were to do that in the original GameCube game, the game wouldn't load fast enough and you would just fall off. Oh, yeah, yeah. But in this game, they have the whole ocean loaded up all at once. And yeah. Like, Whoa, like, yeah, that's what's nice thing, about like, Nintendo having basically power. super high-capacity uh, DVD discs is that they are able to do stuff like that and stuff like X. You know, because if you look at the footage of X or Wind Waker, same, same point, just the sheer scale of everything, you can't do that on older systems. Yeah. Not because necessarily the graphics wouldn't let you, because you could do like, you know, dumber yeah, it's versions. Power. It's just the power, it's the disc reading ability. Because how mean, much you can pull off the disc at any one moment. I mean, it's amazing to see what Nintendo has been able to do with their limited resources, but then it also makes you want to know, like, what can they do when they have no limits? Exactly. And so, we're reaching that point. Although everyone's going to say, well, Xbox One, PS4 have even fewer limits, but yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh. And you're getting. Yeah, the thing with X, though, is. Um, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> I just say the thing with X is that, like, it's just, it's so expansive. Like, I don't, it's crazy how big, it, like, how, when you're flying, you can literally see, like, a whole world below you. It's insane. So that's not out till 2014 as well. It looks like 2014 is going to be the and year of the And if their goal is to be believed, they want you to go wherever you seek. Almost like, it sounds kind of like what they said with Skyrim. Like, oh, you, you see that mountain all the way over there? Yeah, you could go there. Yeah, Nintendo described it as a fully open world. RPG. Yeah. So, not MMO, just normal RPG. But it seems... I remember we speculated this about Yeah, before. Rocket Power Grenade. There's, prob- <laughs> there's probably some sort of online component. Yeah, I remember there was like a... They showed it again what, in the trailer. What, what in the trailer, like a, they showed like, like five a, players... Com- like, on the left, yeah, they yeah. showed like player two, three, four, five. And I was like, huh. Yeah, that looked like something that would be more for like local, just because it's player one, player two. Yeah, but so one, oh, yeah. one person gets the menus on no, the no, game yeah. pad, everyone else <laughs> no, like, no, Obviously, menus. I mean, there has to be something online, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, they showed like a chat box. or what Especially looked, like, with that open of a world, like it makes perfect sense to be online. But we won't know until 2014. Uh, yeah, that, that's definitely the year of Nintendo. Like, this year, it's all about, like, the core Nintendo properties, and the next year is the year they're going, like, okay, let's see the more, you know, let's get a little more exploratory, deeper games, like, more mature games, Bayonetta, X. But, um, yeah, going from these super core games, like, the corest of the core with X and Bayonetta, to the casual games, Nintendo did, even though Nintendo Direct was aimed at us hardcore fans, they did discuss some casual games. Barely, uh, though. Barely, yeah. Really feel like that yeah, it's like... Three, four so minutes. It, I was kind of like when the Cinder said the name, I'm like, oh, here we go. 
I mean, yeah. I, I do want these games. Like, right. I it's just, you, I want. it's just, it's not fun yeah. to get, you can't get hyped about Wii Fit You in the same like, way you like can about, about Mario. About, I was going to have when they talk about the pedometer for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, yeah. Pedometers. Yeah. You've always liked pedometers. It's very strange. You have a pedometer obsession. Anyway, so they talked about uh, We Party You. That's the one casual game they actually went into detail about. And we, it was supposed to come out this summer, and it's now been delayed to October. And it's essentially what you would expect for a sequel to We Party. Uh, there's 80 minigames. Everyone's character is their own me. Uh, there's a or mix guest of, A or guest or guest, B. Yeah, but I mean like they're me's. Yeah. Uh, they're, spe- they're not like Mario characters. Uh, there's a mix of gamepad-based minigames and Wii Remote-based minigames and hybrids of the two. And the, the one interesting thing they're doing is they're adding 15... They talked about this before, but they specified a bit now. They're doing what they call tabletop games. These are 15 games that you only need a gamepad, kind of like some of Game & Mario's games, where you don't actually have to have the TV. So there'll be 15 games, one person's on one side of the gamepad with one stick, others on the other side with the other stick, and you just play with that. They specifically showed in direct a uh, RC car, a little racetrack thing, and yeah. you're just using the sticks to steer, and that was it. And then the last one they showed on, like, tabletop soccer. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they also showed a Food dice ball. game, I believe. Yeah, and I think they showed a dice game when they first unveiled it back yeah. in whenever it was. So, I mean, that looks fun. It looks yeah, it's just, you know, fun. it's what you expect. The one interesting thing is they're actually integrating Miiverse as well. Uh, not quite as good and cool of a way as some of the other games we talked about, but it will let you share your performance on given activities. I don't know if it's mini games or, game, or like, full parties. I'm not sure they didn't say. But you get to share it and you get to rate yourself one to five. I don't think very many people are going to go on Miiverse and be like, I had a one-star performance. Like, no one's going to brag about that. <laughs> i got to be honest but, with but, Yeah, i got to be honest. I didn't give it my own. I got, it was two and a half. I mean, <laughs> I, I wanted to be above 50%. I wanted to be above average, but I'm not. Like, I don't know how many people are going to do that. But it's kind of neat that it's there. Um, and another casual game coming to, so that's in October. Which, interestingly, Nintendo's doing about a game a month. But the one month they have two for Wii U, and the one month they have two Wii U games, happens to be the one month that neither of them are quite as high profile. Wind Waker HD, yes, that's going to be a big seller. Yes, Nintendo's expecting big things of it. Reggie himself said so in a Game Trailers interview, but it's a remake. Not going to have quite the same pull as a brand new game. So where they do the one month there's a remake, they also put out Wii Party, so they kind of get both, you know, they get two not quite as amazing performers performing in the same month, and that can equal the amazing performance they're expecting in Mario or Donkey Kong or whatever. So kind of a smart strategy on their part. Although it could be... (laughs) On their port, on their HDMI. But I could be totally wrong, and Wind Waker could like blow up the sales charts. Who knows? But that's just my gut. Uh, going back, but another casual game on the way, which is probably not even going to make this date. We Fit You was supposed to be out spring or summer. Then it mysteriously disappeared. It still mysteriously disappeared. They talked about it for about 30 seconds. It's um, it's supposed to come out in December. More features or I don't know. Yeah, it's supposed to come out in December now. I do not buy that for a second. Who releases a fitness game in the dead of winter during Christmas when no one's being fit? Everyone's being fit maybe in January. So unless they like position it as a New Year's resolution thing. After all the turkey and the Christmas. I guess they could do a New Year's resolution thing. That could work. But yeah, they're claiming they're delaying it specifically because they, like you said, they want to add new features. They want to make some changes. They want to add additional content that uses the pedometer that comes with the fit meter. Mm. And even, yeah, go pedometers. And even uh, more Because I need ways. more things to carry around besides my 3DS, yeah, which has a pedometer. Yeah. But it's not a pedometer that hooks into Wii Fit U, so. I mean, it sounded like I wasn't excited for it. I'm excited for the pedometer. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it's. You know, it's probably not going to hit in December, but that's what they're claiming right now. So time will tell. Time will tell. But uh, it, it's not the only no-show. I mean, they mentioned Wii Fit, but really it was a no-show. The bit, uh, Yarn Yoshi, or whatever it's going to be called. What happened to that? And Fire Emblem 
cross uh, Shimigami Tensei. Both of those just kind of disappeared. They're both supposed to come out next year, I think. And they were already talking about X, anything, and they were talking like, about Bayonetta, and Mario Kart, and Smash Bros. Mario Party 3DS. Yeah, so, yeah it's on the 3DS side. We'll get to that later, but they left out some 3DS I feel like they too. made those announcements just to say that we have games planned. Yeah. And if anything, they should have just saved those for this yeah. E3. That way people are like, well, they have these games planned. I mean, we don't care when... Yeah, it's like, them. the problem is everyone was expecting every single Nintendo Direct every six weeks to have brand new surprises. And like I was saying, at top of the show, there's only so many surprises you can have before you're out of surprises. A magician can only pull so many doves out of his hat before there's no doves left. <laughs> I know, like, they, we probably know everything... Or rabbits, not doves. Who pulls a dove out of a hat? It's a rabbit. Where do doves come hey, out? Hey, innovation. Sleeves. Doves come out of sleeves. There we go. Got to innovate. Yeah, innovative. Nintendo pulls doves, not rabbits. They're innovative. But, uh, yeah, it's just odd that they didn't even mention them. Like, I mean, they could at least release a screenshot or two. Like, it's very strange. But, I mean, it's a very small nitpick, too. I think, overall, the point is, going forward for the rest of the year, Nintendo is trying to fire on all cylinders. They're trying to turn around the Wii U, and the question is, will they? Well, only the wallet of the... Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see what they're trying to do here. The, the, the Wii U revival is literally exactly what they did with the 3DS. Think about it. Mario Platformer, Mario Kart, and a Zelda remake, all within a few months of each other. It happened on 3DS with Ocarina of Time in That's June, fun. and Mario Kart and Mario 3D Land for the holidays that year. This time, you have Zelda in October, and then Mario in December, and then Mario Kart shortly after in 2014. It's pretty much the exact same strategy. I mean, granted, Wii U also happens to have... Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, and Smash Bros, and Bayonetta, and Pikmin 3, and Wonderful 101, and X, and Wii Party U, and Wii Fit U. Like, it has more to work with, but over a longer period of time. But yeah, in terms of the initial, we gotta turn around the Wii U. They're following right in the footsteps. They're walking on the footsteps of the 3DS. Like, it, it's kind of kind of interesting. I wonder if they really think that people are gonna do the exact same, like, have the exact same purchasing behavior for the exact same games. Granted, they're sequels, but you know. Someone that goes, oh, hey, there's a Mario Kart. Why not they go, I just bought one like 18 months ago with this 3DS thing. Like, it's, it's kind of interesting <laughs> that they're using this exact same formula. But, I mean, I don't know. It could it could work out just fine for them. I hope it does. There's a lot of exciting games. Like, I really do. But um, the, the, the bigger question is, even if Nintendo turns around, what about third party? Because, granted, Nintendo has a solid lineup. Like, literally, we're getting a game a month now. Starting in August. August we have Pikmin 3, September 101, October Zelda, November Donkey Kong, December Mario. That's pretty good. And then supposedly we Fit You at the tail end of that and we Party in the middle. Like, that's a pretty decent lineup. But third party-wise, they showed a sizzle reel during the Nintendo Direct. There were no new games in there. The only exclusive third party game in there was Sonic Lost World. Like, there's nothing we didn't know about in that. I mean, there are a few eShop titles. But I don't consider those, like, major... You know, they're not going to pull people to buy the system, necessarily. Yeah, and I don't even think they were exclusive. Because you don't really see those advertisements inside the store. Yeah, so. yeah, and not only that, but I don't think they were exclusive to the platform. So it's just like, what exactly... Like, where are the third parties? And I'm not the only one that had this thought. Um, Jeff Keighley of Game Charge was interviewing Reggie this morning. And he asked him that very question. He's like, hey, there are no third-party games. And Reggie, or who, as you may or may not know, is in Time America's uh, president and CEO. The guy I took a picture with. Yeah, you took a picture with him. Yeah, actually, yeah, we, we saw, I'll save it for the end. We have a little story of about Reggie, Miyamoto, and Iwata, and us, and their power walking. But no, um, you know, so Reggie was talking with Jeff Keighley, and Jeff Keighley basically said, yeah, where are, like, what are you going to do? How are you going to move the system? Where are the games? And... Reggie did admit, which I thought was kind of interesting, that he actually said, yeah, the games aren't there. We don't have... 
not verbatim, but we don't have the third-party support you would think we would have at this point. And he admitted that that's because Nintendo's own first-party lineup fell through a bit in the first half of the year, which means no one had a reason to buy the system. And obviously that sets back third-party plans. But he went on to say that what Nintendo can do to turn us around is drum up sales by having their core franchises, Mario, Mario Kart, Donkey Kong, Zelda, all be there right away so people will go, oh, this game is on this system only, I need to go buy this system. Now the thing with that is obviously that's, you know, obviously that's what Nintendo, that's a very valid point, everyone's aware Nintendo's first party games sell the system. But Nintendo has never, I don't think, outright said it like that. Am I wrong? Have they? I don't think so. I feel like they've never gone our game, yeah. I don't think Nintendo's ever gone like our games sell our systems, third parties, they're there but they don't do anything. Like they've never actually said that. But he kind of implied it. And he, like, he didn't, when he... He was saying that, yeah, yeah, first-party games are what will move the system. Mario, Mario Kart, that's going to move the system. He didn't say, like, last year, oh, well, we have unique takes on third-party games. The gamepad offers new experiences in Batman that you won't get anywhere else. He, remember, last last year, that's all they were saying. Like, we have a great third-party lineup. Every game has a unique feature. He just didn't even acknowledge that. Granted, because there's no games to acknowledge it for. <laughs> but, like, he didn't even say, well, third-parties will bring unique features. He just said, yeah, people are buying it for Nintendo games. That's it. To which, uh... You know, he didn't even mention Sonic Lost World, the one exclusive that is, like, worth mentioning. The only exclusive there is for third party. Are they using from the gamepad again? Oh, that's right. Well, never mind the gamepad, yeah, but yeah, he no. didn't go, he went, people were buying it for Mario, for Mario Kart. He didn't say, Sonic Lost World's a great uh, opportunity that Sega's providing us, and it's only on the Wii U. So not only if you want our games, but if you want those games, you have to get Wii U. He didn't even, like, wouldn't that be a logical thing to say? Especially since Nintendo's kind of paying Sega to keep it on Wii U. Like, it just doesn't, I don't know, it's very strange. I mean, it's pretty blunt and pretty repeatedly said that he's just like, yep, they buy it for our games. And actually, like, Kiwi 2 asked him the question of, so is the Wii U just a Nintendo delivery system? Like, are you acknowledging that people will buy a Nintendo console just for Nintendo games and disregard everything else? And that's when Reggie began to, ba- began to backpedal, because he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It is yeah. true, but Nintendo can't say that, because all third parties will be like, well, then why are you trying to court us? We're out. Like, you, you can't do that. Yeah. But it's interesting that he came so close to the line of saying that, like, Nintendo's so close to admitting, yeah, we realize what's going on. They know inside. That, they know internally that's what's going on. But to say it publicly is a whole different thing. So it's very interesting that he almost said it. Generally speaking, actually, the review, the uh, interview between Jeff Keighley and Reggie was uh, really interesting. So we have a link on the blog post to that interview, both part one and part two. I recommend checking it out if you have any interest in, like, the business side of Nintendo. Because we've strictly been talking about the games. But if you're curious about, like, how Nintendo's going to turn things around or try to... That's essentially the take-home point, but he made some other interesting comments, so check that out. And that actually wraps up Wii U coverage, which was the majority of this E3. Nintendo really went into E3 going, we need to turn around the Wii U, here's how we're going to do it. 3DS was there, it had some news, which we'll get to in a sec, but really the Nintendo Direct from a month or two ago where they focused on 3DS a lot and they announced, you know, Yoshi's Island, uh, Link to the Past 2, all that. That was their, yeah, that was their Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Yeah, that was their, like, Here's what the 3DS has to offer this year. We're going to go talk about Wii U. We'll see you later. With that said, they did have a couple big announcements. Um, the biggest we're saving for last, which is Pokemon X and Y. They had a 90-minute roundtable about the game, which we purposely held off on recording this podcast so we had that info for you. So we'll get to that at the very end of the show. But first, a couple quick bits about games you already know about. Uh, the new Zelda for 3DS, the Link to the Past sequel, is now called A Link Between Worlds. Quite frankly, get I get it. Quite frankly, I'm not a big fan of that name. But what are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. It just sounds... It, uh, doesn't it just sound kind of off? Like, A Link to... Maybe it's just because I'm so used to A Link to the Past. It sounds very direct. Very blunt. It doesn't seem quite as clever as A Link to the Past. 
that one's also pretty direct, but I guess it's... I feel like I'm looking at it with nostalgia goggles. Me, I know I am. Even I, though yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of... Like, but just the name, we've known games. the name. Except for Minish Cap for some reason. But we've known the name since like 1994, 5, 6, so that's probably why. Yeah, and like even if I wasn't, even though I didn't love it to this, it's still grown on me. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure Link Between Worlds will be used to. Actually, if anything, it's the exact same type of title. Like It, it is. Yeah, it's exactly now that I think about it, it is. It just doesn't flow it, it as go- well. I guess, I guess the W just kind of makes it feel weird. Like a Link Between, between Worlds just sounds kind of funny. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It'll grow on you. But beyond the name, we got a new trailer. And it shows that the crazy cool multi-layered levels are still there. He has his bow and arrow again. I don't think they showed that previously, although it's a given. No, that's when it was just the hammer. Yeah, the hammer, the bow and arrow. Uh, you can now... They showed that you can now turn into a hieroglyphic link. Get it? Hieroglyphic Hyrule. Uh, you could turn into him not just in dungeons, but in the overworld, which they implied you could do, but you could do it on not... Previously they showed surfaces. it. Yeah, previously they showed it only on like ninety degree angles and stuff. But now you can do it on like they showed him on a rock, like a totally warped yeah, rock to, to so. go for a heart piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they do that, and uh, you know the we don't know anything about the story, but the link a link between worlds clearly implies the dark world, light world dichotomy is going to be a key, 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 key part of the story, which makes sense. They said they're going to be revisiting that, but that's obviously the the main point of the story, the main hook. Um, the only other thing they really revealed, touchscreen you can use for inventory, kind of like Wind Waker HD. You just drag the items you want onto uh, the buttons. Well, like no, the button icon. pretty much the same thing now. Just yeah. TV Wii. Yeah, so that, that's, I mean, that's really all there was about it, but it's worth mentioning just because this is their big holiday game for the 3DS. It looks awesome. I'm still super excited. The new trailer is in 3D on the eShop, and yes, it still looks awesome in 3D on the eShop. Yeah, the 3D. I mean, when they this show, when they show like, like, Link breaking one of the floor, one of the yeah. floor Yeah, and he goes, like, in. Yeah, and you can and see he goes it. down. Yeah. I mean, you can see through it before you even jump down. And it looks great. There. Yeah, it looks great, and it will be out in November. It's like, like another one of those games where it's like, whoa. Yeah, 3D. Yeah, and like and like I said, in November, which makes it its big, the big holiday game for Nintendo. Also, if you want to make yourself go whoa with 3D and you don't want to buy anything, d- download the Monster Hunter demo and just look at the Capcom logo. I don't know what they did to it. Yeah, they Street did Fighter some funky and, and Re- Revelations, but it looks it pops out so much, and it's like, whoa. yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's it was it was they did something. I, I can't quite put my finger on. Yeah, but, but, but now it looks like, like it pops out and like yeah. shoots back in. And before it just like oh okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, has a unique the three DS unique logo. Yeah, one one game that doesn't check out this transition. One game that might not use three D quite as coolly, but still worth noting is uh, the Yoshi's Island sequel, the third Yoshi's Island for three DS, which was announced previously, and we now have first gameplay details and a full name. Yoshi's Island is now called Yoshi's New Island, perhaps channeling New Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I'd really imagine. Love that news. Yeah, well, it makes sense. It's kind of a way. I mean, it was hugely successful for Mario. It's a way to easily indicate it's revisiting a classic thing you remember and you're all nostalgic about. It's it's implying it's that rough. you're getting a nostalgic yet new experience. Like it's the old school feel, but but they're doing things a bit differently. It is more new. It gives a lot better. It looks more for some reason. Really good. Well, part of it is because one of the main things they're doing. I don't know if you noticed in the trailer, but they're actually in combining different art styles. The big hook in terms of the uh, look of the game is each world you visit will be a different art style. So it starts with crayons, much like you know normal Yoshi's Island. But then as you progress through the game, you're gonna go through worlds that are made, or you're gonna go through a watercolor world and an oil painting world. It's kind of like in Mario U, in New Super Mario Bros. U, where they had the Starry Night style background. It's like they took that idea from that. I was like, why don't we just do a whole game of different art styles and put it in Yoshi? Because he's already kind of artsy. So, there's that. Yeah, Yoshi the artsy dino. Yeah. 
But, um, oh, there is one thing. Backpelling for a minute. Well, I'll finish Yoshinoma backpell. I forgot a game for Wii U. Yeah. Yeah, you could have told me. But, uh, <laughs> we'll double back to it after. We don't even know when it's coming. We'll double back to it after the 3DS games and before Pokemon XY. Like, after these three 3DS games. So, um, yeah, new Yoshi's Island, uh, in addition to the art style, they're also doing, um, some new gameplay things. The mega, the giant egg we saw in the teaser is called the mega egg. You get it by eating a mega-sized enemy, logically. And you, you throw it, and you can aim it either with the stick or with the gyro. And when you throw it, it will destroy levels, it'll go down predetermined, like, destruction paths. But it will also clear the way to hidden rooms, hidden paths that you might norm- not normally see. So there's a little more to it than just ripping apart a level, which potentially could be cool. And they're also... And uh, they look cool in 3D. Watch the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and they did... Uh, it looked cool in 3D, but it didn't have the same, like, oomph as... Oh, yeah. A link cool. between worlds. But, um, yeah, lastly, they're also borrowing something from Mario 3D Land, which is binoculars to find hidden objects. You can use um, binoculars in Yoshi's New Island with the gyro to look around the level, see where things are hidden, get a feel for the level. So, interesting to see that idea kind of expand outside of the core Mario games. But, uh, yeah, so that's Yoshi's New Island. The final game, very little new information, but worth mentioning. Mario and Luigi Dream Team, August 11th when this comes out. And we now know that Luigi's Dreams are not only going to affect uh, world exploration and platforming and whatnot. They seem like they also might be in battle. I say that because they announced a new giant battle mode system thing. Well, remember like, they have the, giant battles well, Remember the last trailer, they showed um, Mario rolling a ball made of a ton of Luigi. Right, but that was in the Dream World. Oh yeah, it's not yeah, but I'm saying I, I don't know if the battle, this battle's in the dream world because so far everything they've shown in the dream world, from my understanding, is not battle, not turn-based RPG battle. Well, that's it. I mean, that was a battle, was it? Yeah, I mean, why? No. Oh, he was, duh. He was running on top of right. Enemy. Okay, you're right. You're right. That was a battle. Well, then we now know here's another new type of dream thing that Luigi does, which, like I said, is giant battles. There's, you turn the 3DS sideways. This is interesting. So you literally turn it 90 degrees, and Luigi fills the entire touch screen, and then there's a tiny Mario wait, and tiny enemies on the degrees? top screen. Aren't you already... Oh, you... You turn it sideways. Oh, okay, I got you. Degrees. You hold it like a book. Oh, so... And I imagine that means the 3D So, so, so they took the battles from Bowser's Inside Story, where it's like giant Bowser versus a giant house or a giant Yeah, but they thing. switched it, so now it's a giant Luigi, but everyone else is really small on the other screen. Oh. Yeah. And they turned it, and you have to hold it like a book. Yeah, which, yeah, that's yeah. yeah and it was all touchscreen. Right, which way. has to mean that uh, 3D turns off. Like, you can't do the 3D sideways. It doesn't work. But um, the other thing they're adding is that they're going to have some some systems in place for beginners. There's going to be a, a hint system and an easy mode, both of which can be used on a battle-by-battle basis. Yeah, it sounds like. They, I can see this being kind of... It could be helpful if you get stuck for, for a while. For the, for the younglings. Yeah, it could be really helpful if you get stuck on one particular battle. So, sure. it's kind of a neat feature, and like I said, it's out August 11th, that's really soon. But, but I mean, it's, it's cool like, that they still have new information to share, because this game already sounds like really crazy good, so yep. it's nice that they're still pumping out information. Um, you kind of brought this up before. There are some 3DS games Nintendo forgot, kind of like with the Wii U. Yeah, Mario they didn't Party announce, 3DS. They didn't announce Mario Party 3DS, which was originally scheduled for winter 2013. No, just tell me if it's has online. They will once they decide to announce know, yeah, it properly. Yeah. But it's interesting because it was always winter 2013, so my hunch was it'd be really 2014, they just want to say it. Now they've come out and just not said anything, so clearly it's 2014. And also Mario Golf World Tour was supposed to be out this summer. Then it was delayed to a little while longer, which I thought meant September. Now it's like disappeared off the face of the earth. Next summer, I guess? Like, where'd it go? Did, when they said this summer, did they get their year wrong? Did they mean 2014? But, well, did they have any months left? Is it uh, July? Well, they would have shown it at E3. They've showed everything for the 3DS from now through the beginning of 2014, and it's not there. So it's 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 delayed till who knows when. 
Unless I'm totally wrong. But it's very strange that, like, you know, the 3DS games are different than Wii U because they released all this 3DS information we just ran through without putting it in the press conference, in the uh, Nintendo Direct. So it's not that hard to release new screenshots of Mario Golf the same way or Mario Party 3DS. So I wonder why they didn't. Unless they're really far off. Unless it's your theory, like, with Yarn Yoshi, where it's, they want they wanted to tell people when they didn't have anything to tell them, but now that they've told them, they have to sit on it until it's ready. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, because, I mean, Yarn Yoshi looked like it was really early in development. Yeah. Or I, think, I remember they said it was. Yeah, it's it like, was. They showed, like, two this, this is, like, the first thing we've ever rendered of yeah. it. So. It's like, we, we built this in, like, a day. I hope you like it. But, um... I mean... You know a game is really in development where you get, like, maybe 10 seconds of footage and screenshots. Yep. yep, it looks great, though. Yeah. And even in those 10 seconds, but, um, or even if it's that early. Now, we forgot to mention this, uh, Art Academy is coming to Wii U. I, we were going to talk about this when we were talking about casual yeah. Wii U games, and I just glossed right over it. So basically, Nintendo was like, it's all these amazing drawings. Let's, um, make money off of this. It's not even basic. They straight up said that. Like, yeah. in the Nintendo Direct, I was like, so we saw that there's a ton of great art on Miiverse, like, a ton. We want to help you make more. And by help you make more, they mean help our investors make more money. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's uh, not just make like a little app just so you could draw stuff. Like, no, it has to be like a full foot. Like, it's going to be a full foot art cami. You're going to be able to learn how to better draw you and that sort of thing. You get, you get a lot. Yeah. You actually well, get a lot. I'm kind of. Well, there's two parts to it. There's a full game that's coming out who knows when. Literally, I was said it's far off. So. Two years? A year from now? It's another, it's another Yarn Yoshi. Yeah, but the, the nice thing is, this summer, which is why they announced it already, this summer, I guess technically this is also the second surprise of the Nintendo Direct, besides Donkey Kong. But this summer, they're releasing a eShop, an eShop uh, app, an Arkami eShop app. It's like a preview version, an advanced version of the game, but all it is is a set of pastel, or, yeah, pas- pencils, pencils, pastel. colored pencils, and pastels yeah. that you can use to draw cool, like, much more detailed drawings than you can um, on Miiverse itself, but then you can post them to Miiverse as attached photos, attached screenshots. So you're basically which able to do... you can pull those drawings off the computer. Because... Yeah, which means you can pull them off your computer using the web version. So it's really cool that they're doing that this summer, and it kind of ties in nicely with having Flipnote Studio coming in August here in North America for the 3DS. So it's like a, it's like a handy little... Uh, Handy little art, some artsy summer. There we go. Not handy. It's an artsy little summer. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, I'm kind of excited about it. See, I suck at drawing, so I have no opinion of this. Can I draw some Ninja Turtles? Because of course you what are. I do. Of course you are. Remember when you had a for a while you had all your drawings were just like every drawing had Ninja Turtle. Every Meverse post had Ninja Turtle for no reason. There's always a reason. No, there really wasn't. Like you were like. <laughs> I did well at Donkey Kong Crash Course. Ninja Turtle. Like, it just made no sense. But going back to things that... Uh, doesn't make it wrong. No, it doesn't make it wrong. It just doesn't make it right. But going back to things that uh, are actually Nintendo-related. Pokemon X and Y. We're going to round it out with the last bit of news from Nintendo that came earlier this evening or yesterday by the time you listen to this. Nintendo showed it off. They ki- it's funny. Pokemon X and Y bookended Nintendo's E3 news today. Or yesterday. They uh, started their Nintendo Direct bright and early with a new Pokemon trailer, and they finished the day with a 90-minute Pokemon roundtable. So first, the trailer. We now know the game is coming October 12th. We knew it was the month of October. We now have a date. Uh, they confirmed the rumors of a fairy type in Pokemon starting now. They're retroactively, as they've done before, adding the type to currently existing Pokemon. For example, Jigglypuff and Meryl are now both fairy Pokemon. So remember, right. like, Gold and Silver, when they added Steel type, Magnemite became a Steel type. Yeah, they're now doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh... Which means Clefairy will finally be a fairy type. Yeah, finally. But, uh, yes, yeah, so that's the new thing. Now there's 16 types total, and they're apparently adding the fairy type to balance things out a bit. Yeah, 
Um, apparently, well, so far the only thing they've said is that the fairy type is super effective against dragons. Right. And dragons did kind of need some balancing. I mean, the only weaknesses to dragons right now are dragon types mm-hmm. and ice types. And even though like there are some ways to get an ice type or dragon type in your team, they had a lot of resistances. Like, a, yeah. like they took fire, water, and electricity. Like, um, they took half damage from that. So, if you didn't have if you didn't have someone prepared to take out a dragon, you would have a long fight ahead of you. Right, and that was but now, kinda, now you have fairy type. And that's always the kind of like the only thing you really had against them was ice, and there was a lot of dragons that were water. Right, water dragons, so that took that away. Right, right. So, but who knows? And also, I mean, we still don't know what fairy is weak against, and that could potentially right. And they're gonna be trickling. counterbalance it. Yeah, or, and they're gonna be trickling out information from now to October. I'm gonna they're, get dark because I feel like dark would destroy. That makes fairy. sense. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but yeah, they're gonna be trickling out info from now to October. But they did announce some more today, specifically, obviously. Um... Pokemon is now going Nintendogs on us. There, another mode they announced, or another part of Pokemon X and Y they announced is called Pokemon Ami. I think <laughs> I said Pokemon Ami. I said it too fast. Pokemon Ami. Basically, it's Nintendogs for your Pokemon. You can feed them. You can pet them. They're on the touch screen looking at you, and you rub them with the stylus. The big Pokemon span two screens. They showed an awesome, a really happy-looking Snorlax, like, on both, like, across both screens. They had Tyranitar, I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But, um, you can so, play monkey see monkey do with them too. Yeah, you can. You can. It can literally like exactly what you yeah, said. Like Pikachu, it uses yeah, the Pikachu, camera. Yeah, like Pikachu will tilt his head, and then you have to tilt. Right, your using head. the camera of the 3ds, you mimic it, and then if you do it right, it, the Pokemon gets happy. And the whole point of this is is to help you bear a bond with the Pokemon. And also, I think Nintendo just wanted a way to hook younger fans back into the series because come on, you're raising your own. It's like a Tamagotchi Nintendo thing for Pokemon, but it's like way more fleshed out than Pocket Pikachu's mm. were. Which honestly, this is it's kind of cool because I mean there were some moves in the games that relied mm-hmm. on the happiness of the Pokemon, and until then, the only way to make them happy is just to carry them on your team, yeah, or feed them food just like they did. So I guess they just found another way to make and them honestly, happy, which is which is nice and fun and it's a nice distraction. We should have kind of seen this coming. Obviously, not Nintendo's knockoff from Nintendo, but you know their own knockoff. But uh, they did when they first announced Pokemon X and Y. I remember when we were first discussing it, they talked about that bonding with your Pokemon is going to be extremely important to the game, and you know you're going to have to do it in new ways. Here it is: Pokemon Me is your new way of bonding with your Pokemon. You know, it's one yep. thing to like give them an item; it's another thing to literally feed them and pet them and play Monkey See Monkey Do with them. So, but, um, so, so that's interesting, and it's all 3D. That part's total 3D. Yeah. I mean, obviously the whole game's 3D, but yeah. that one's super detailed 3D by comparison. Like the Pokemon are fully rendered. Presumably, all, however many, will be available. It's it's interesting. It's yeah. it's I mean, different it's, and it's, it's interesting. New. But I mean, I guess unless you're using a Pokemon with one of those said moves that require happiness, I feel like people that will just do it anyway. Like Nintendogs, the original Nintendogs was huge. Like I could see, people, oh, fine. Oh, yeah. I could see people buying Pokemon and getting far enough just to get the po- like. People I, casually primarily will definitely use it. This is yeah. gonna sound kind of. Primarily, I feel like younger girls would be like, "Oh, I want to get a Pikachu and race him," because I bet you it's a full fledged mode. Like, I bet it's almost like Nintendogs, but a little scaled back, so... It's funny, because, um, I... Well, maybe not Pikachu. I, I, I shared, um, a lot of the news with the kids I work with, because they always tell me, oh, anything new today about Pokemon? Like, oh, they show fairy type, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. I told them about this mode, the Pokemon me. Yeah. And the boys literally were like, 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 oh, okay, I guess that's cool. Could you tell me more about the And fairy, the girls freaked out. Tell me more about the fairy type. And, like, and then the girls, they're, yeah, they're literally like, oh my god, I want to pet my, my Buniri. Yeah, no, this is a genius way to ensure that girls are just as into the game. Not saying that guys don't like it. I like playing Nintendogs. I'm a guy. But I don't know what that says about me. But, um, oh, yeah. no, but you like digital dogs. Yeah. You don't like to clean up after them. That's true. But no, I think, I think it's a really smart way to expand the demographic. And uh, even beyond, and in terms of core game features, because Pokemon to me is obviously... 
like a side thing. Uh, the Pokemon yeah, I mean, X and Y. Pokemon games always have crazy side things. Like yeah, the they pageants, have pageants and, the, and fashion shows and, and the, dance competitions. Yeah, yeah, they always do weird stuff. Like this is just the natural progression of that, I guess. But they announced some more core game functions and core really game stuff. And yeah, it actually sounds really cool. In uh, their Pokemon X Y roundtable, it was ninety minutes long. It uh, it involved the CEO, I believe, of Pokemon Company, the head of Game Freak, and a bunch of Nintendo people. And essentially, they walked through a bunch of new stuff. Biggest is the new connectivity features. So, um, the touchscreen on the DS, 3DS, when you're playing X and Y, will always be showing what they call the player search system. It essentially allows you to track a mix of your friends, people that you label as acquaintances, and any passerby. Like, how it works is it will constantly be connected, as long as your Wi-Fi is on. So, if so it's like you the C-Gear from Black and White, but on steroids. Yeah, it's literally like if there's another gamer near you, just like in the same public space, it will be like, hey, there's this person here, and you can choose to engage with them or not. It can, you know, through Street Pass, it can find people. Through online, it can find people. You can have a friends list and find it through there, or just random opponents to battle. It's all like this central thing on the bottom screen. And how it works is when you have a passerby, um, if you choose to engage with them for a trade or a battle, whatever, then you get... Uh, to turn them into acquaintance. That's what the acquaintance is. One interaction makes them an acquaintance. If you interact a couple times, it'll add, or if you interact again through the internet, I believe is how it is, uh, you can choose to make them a friend. And the friends list on Pokemon X and Y actually pulls from your system friend list. So you don't have to like friend separately or anything. They're all imported automatically, which yeah. is nice. And presumably, which is how it is with all uh, 3DS games, but presumably adding a, turning acquaintance into friends will work in the other direction. So you could probably you might be able to friend someone in Pokemon and have hopefully. it join your 3D. Like hopefully you don't have like oh these are only my friends when yeah. I play Pokemon. Yeah, that would be super weird. But um, yeah, it's definitely a interesting and very different system. It's cool because like it's almost like a smartphone style approach. It makes the whole Pokemon portable thing make more. It does, yeah. it, and it's really like it's like Street Pass 2.0 in terms of functionality. Like it's really cool, and they've always Pokemon's always been kind of at the forefront of this sort of like. Like, it did Street Pass style stuff before Street Pass was even a thing, so... Yeah. I like, mean, tag they, mode, remember that? Yeah, I mean, they have to push, like, its portability since they definitely don't right. want to put a core Pokemon game on the console. Right. So... Yeah. And apparently, like, everything's super, like, seamless and better integrated. Like, the trade animation's a lot cleaner and faster and easier. Because oh, like, that, that trade animation took forever in uh, the last game. Especially when you're... I mean, if you're playing competitively, you do do yeah, a, a lot, lot of trading, trading and it could so. take like hours. To, or, yeah. or especially when like I was just trading like my Pokemon from my really old Diamond to my right. like, Heart Gold, and I want to trade like my thirty level one hundreds or whatever. Yeah, right. right. And the uh, the other thing they announced are some new battle systems and styles that are actually pretty big changes. They're kind of more in line with like traditional RPGs and less about Pokemon. First up is Horde Encounters, and they're doing this because they realize that battling the same one or two random Pokemon, like single team or double team, you know, gets a little tiresome when you're trying to, like, train up or, you know, grind, stack grind or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's a, unless you're grinding, yeah. then you want those things to happen. Right. Unless you're doing it, it just gets kind of... A, yeah, exactly. So what they're trying to do is they're mixing it up by having these Horde Encounters, where up to five Pokemon can essentially gang up on you at once. And when that hope, and it can be multiple types, they don't have to be like the same type or anything, or the same. Even though their their example was yeah, yeah, but just by chance. But um, yeah, so you can have up to five, and it'll be you make a move, and then each one of the five will make their move, just like in a traditional RPG. So you you have to deal with five at once, like multiple hitting moves. Yeah, of course you could run if you don't want to deal with it, but it's cool. It could be anywhere from one to five, so you make it three, you make it four. Yeah, Um, 
The other thing they're adding is what they're calling Sky Battles, and this is any Pokemon that is like freeform, so to speak. Any Pokemon that can get off the ground, primarily flying types, but not all yeah, of like, them. So flying types, ghost types. Le- le- well, any- anything with levitate, because some yeah. ghost types. Well, no, anything have... that can, yeah, anything with levitate or anything that's a flying type that is that has wings. Yeah. Basically, anything that can go in the sky. These battles are in the sky. I see. Like well, here. then that's interesting because I don't. Because does that mean it's really limiting it to just the design of the Pokemon, or I don't know. Well, or, they... or whether it actually. Has some sort of levitating feature because I mean they said I would assume it would have to be the latter like it has to be levitating or flying type because right. then it would assume you can't use moves. Like the only reason I'm saying all. it might be based on design is they specifically said I believe in the round table that not all flying types can do it like a, a duo for example which doesn't have wings it's basically the Pokemon ostrich yeah, the ostrich that, that Pokemon sense, it wouldn't be able to even though so they're probably them. rolling out a few for those reasons because how do they have a duo in the sky just like. Kicking its legs like it's treading water in midair. But then it would have to. Or like Farfetch. Does but he then, fly? Oh, no, Farfetch. he does fly. Yeah, he but flies. then they would have to take the move fly away from him. Yeah, well, if he's even in the game. I Will mean, Gyarados be able to? He's a flying type. See, probably not. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That's something we'll find out more about. But what Sky Battles are at surface level is um, a trainer. Can Scyther do it? I, I don't know. I it's don't funny. know. <laughs> he's a book flying, but he can't learn the move flying. Then he probably. I bet you you have to be able to. But he has wings. I don't know. They'll explain. Pokemon's weird. But yeah, Pokemon's very weird. But um, Sky Bow's a trainer, either in game or I guess a friend and that you're playing multiplayer with. They can say, "Do you want to do a Sky Bow?" And then the battles in the sky. I would assume <laughs> it's, you would it's, have to uh, have a pre, like a pre-approved Pokemon to do it. Because yeah. I mean, if you're walking by and you get like a little animation, like, "Oh, I'm, I know I for sure." Battle, yeah. I mean. You I don't know how many things like you just automatically. Well, you do can it decline your it. Money. You decline it. Oh yeah. Yeah, you have. The, well, I think that, it's well, like you're well, going to battle them, and if the criteria matches, they say, "Do you want Sky Bell?" Oh yeah. But and the if point, it doesn't, then you shouldn't. Yeah. Have the point option. is, it's not just like you're in the sky and the animations are different. The camera does all these crazy different swoops, and it, it's really taking advantage of the fact that you're just in like a free floating space, and it does some creative things with that. So not quite as not quite as gameplay centric as Horde Encounters, but still kind of interesting. Yeah, because I mean. It's really just like giving you restrictions. It's kind of like double battles, like when they kept adding new types of battles, yeah. or exactly. enter certain cups. Like, oh, you can only use Pokemon that are less than level five, or exactly. you can only use those kind of things. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what that does. It'll be interesting. Maybe we'll limit moves too. Yeah, and that of all, and they also announced a couple new Pokemon which have really lame names. What was the name of the Firebird? Talon. Flame, Talonflame. Talonflame. Talon. That's a boring name. Anyway, that honestly, that's. I mean, we just spent. A good amount of time talking about a single day's worth of news. E3 is crazy. We haven't even touched on third party games. We haven't even touched I don't know, imagine on. Imagine if we didn't do this. Yeah, we haven't even touched on. Uh, yeah, we haven't touched on what the competitors are up to and what that means for Nintendo. All that is coming on Sunday. In our usually scheduled episode on Sunday, June 16th, we are going to break that all down for you. It's a lot. And there's going to be tons more because we not only have. Um, we not only have the, that news, but there'll be interviews with Nintendo execs saying all sorts of things. They usually hint at things, so we'll have that. We're also going to have impressions, yes, hands-on impressions, of some of the games that Nintendo has announced. Uh, we're taking a trip to Best Buy for the Nintendo experience at Best Buy, and we will have impressions of the four games that are playable, which are Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 8, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and Zelda, Zelda Wind Waker HD. Now, the interesting thing about that the is those... HD. Kind of yeah, I know. It looks very boring. The interesting thing about that is Nintendo didn't go the lame route. I honestly thought for Best Buy, Nintendo was going to do like, Mario... like Pikmin, Super Luigi U, Wonderful 101, and then one far-off game like Mario, like, like Mario or, Mario or Mario Kart. Or but Wind instead, Waker. Yeah, or I thought like they'd have Game of Wario and Wonderful 101 and Pikmin and Wind whatever. Waker. But instead... Yeah, and Wind Waker. But instead, they're going like 
full core. force. These are the four core games of their E3 showing that are playable. So props to Nintendo for that. Um, we're actually going to be covering not only where we have impressions on Sunday, but be sure to check the site. I know, to Smash Bros. was there? Yeah. Oh, God, that'd be chaos. But be sure to check the site tomorrow, Thursday the uh, 13th, because we are going to, first thing in the morning when you wake up, it'll be on the site. We're going to have uh, coverage of the Best Buy event. We'll have photos. We'll have how it works. We'll have what the Luigi loot is, what sort of swag that is. We'll have very brief impressions. What's their online entertainment? Not yeah, what, what, not, the, yeah internet, not, not internet, but like <laughs> they said they're going to keep people in line entertained, so how? We'll have all that. We'll have best employees just dancing. Yeah, we'll have all that. We might have, who knows what else. But we're going to cover all that, and we'll have it up on Thursday. So be sure to check back to the site tomorrow. Once again, it's the 13th, for those not listening, the day this goes live. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, E3 is always a very exciting time. I love E3. So we have that. We have the episode on Sunday. Don't miss that for part two of our E3 coverage. And before I go, E3 is already happening, but if you're not there, the photos are still going to be interesting to you. Uh, this past weekend, we went to the LA Convention Center and poked around and took some photos of the displays and of like in the lobby and whatnot and of the banners. And we had a run in with Reggie, and we saw a Nintendo SUV, and we have photos of all that. So be sure to check out our extra on the site currently, capturing the E3 uh, invasion. Is what it's called. It's a thirty image gallery. There's a lot of images. It's it's pretty cool what we saw, and that leads to the story that I promised at the end, which is. When we were there, walking around, we had a run-in with the Nintendo trifecta of Miyamoto, you know, the Miyamoto, Iwata, and And Reggie. Reggie. Now, they were walking away from us rather quickly, and in the, in the power walking of, in their amazing power walking, I was just like, wait, what's going on? So I couldn't get a picture of all three of them, but we did manage to grab Reggie, and we did manage to get a picture with Reggie, and that picture of, it's actually Jose who got the picture, and that picture of uh, Jose and Reggie is viewable in that extra. He liked so, my 3DS. He liked your 3DS because you have a Charles Martinet signature on it. And I told him to have a good E3. I did not tell him my body is ready for E3. So, I failed. On multiple levels. No photo and no my body is ready joke. Yeah. Or calling him a big purple. I know. Purple I, I, if, if I didn't take that picture, awkward. we have no proof. I know. I know. I can't believe I didn't take a picture. But point being, um, it was super cool to see him. That's all. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think of any of Nintendo's announcements. Are you happy? Or are you disappointed? I mean, obviously there are no surprises, but there's still a lot that happened. Feel free to leave a comment on this blog post, RamTown.com, episode 45, E3 2013. Uh, wow, I just blinked out on the title. E3 2013, direct response. There we go. And um, yeah, so leave a comment. Feel free to also follow us on Twitter. We're going to be tweeting our thoughts of the four games we get to play at Best Buy as we play them, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, the day this goes live. Uh, so, yeah, follow us. I'm JSR7. He's Wero, W-E-I-R-O underscore O, as you probably know by now. Uh, also, be sure to follow at Ram Nintendo directly so you don't miss our Best Buy Extra article with coverage of that, and you don't miss our episode on Sunday. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes to ensure you don't miss that episode. And... Uh, I think that's pretty much it. We're on Miiverse. I'm Jason R. He's Wero. So if you want, we're, we're, we're pretty, both of us are pretty active in the uh, Nintendo Addy 3 community that's currently going. So feel free to go chat with us there. Um, I think that pretty much does it. Yeah, just stay tuned to the site. E3 is crazy. There's a lot happening. But, you know, we're, we're going to bring it all to you as best we can without actually being at the expo. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely don't miss the extra tomorrow and don't miss our episode Sunday. And who yeah. knows? We might... Maybe we'll have a Luigi loot giveaway at some point. No promises, but stay tuned. You never know. And we will see you on Sunday. Yep.